everybody, welcome to the latest. Oh, fuck, I fucked that up real good. And that's how the show started. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really tempted to go with that. <laughs> Sonic talk. We f things up pretty good. Yeah, okay, we're going uh. with that. So, okay, now then, yeah, been a while. Um, we've been busy with different things. Um, I have been busy being cool and awesome and doing things that no one will ever know about because that's how cool and awesome I am. And uh, Jason's been doing stuff. And um, GX, he has been working on a thing that implies that you should never stop talking, which I believe he, uh, well, I, we'll, we'll, he'll probably talk about it later because he never shuts up. And um, we have a ah. new guest with us here today. Well, okay, not new. I'm pretty sure we've had him on here before. Um, you have. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, we have. Yes, I was testing you, GX. We have uh, Dr. Reefer here with us today, the evil Dr. Reef. Yes, yes, evil Dr. Reef. <laughs> yes, and he is, he apparently, like, I don't know, uh, eeks kittens and chicks on puppies. I don't puppies. eat no, them, I just cook needles. them and serve them to people in one of those wagons in New York City, like the hot dog stands. Yes, uh, he is quite evil. And he will be joining us today as we begin our discussion on the Sonic Adventure series. We are, we are trying out a somewhat different format. Um, we probably will not be sticking with it, but <laughs> given that it is Dreamcast Month over at Segabix, I thought it was appropriate that we discuss Dreamcast Sonic games. I got confused whenever you said you had a format. Shut up. We don't like you, GX. All right. Now then. Um, so we won't be boring you with discussion of what games we've been playing. Needless to say, we've been playing many of them. I've been to the GameStop Expo yesterday. I got a ton <sighs> I can talk about. Okay. Before we move on, before we start the show and start talking about Sonic stuff, we're going we're gonna to listen to Jason talk about the GameStop Expo. And, yes, um, Jason. Tell us how Nintendo. Tell us how Nintendo announced a GameStop exclusive 3DS XL that is not the new 3DS XL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here I see. Uh, besides the Super Mario, sorry, the Super Smash Brothers 3DS XL are showing now. They're having one with an NES cover to it. And here I'm trying to hold off buying a new 3DS. My 3DS XL has the crack on the right. Uh, corner, which I've super glued, uh, but I don't know how long that's going to hold out. <laughs> and I'm trying to wait for that new 3DS XL that they're really That's such a confusing name. New 3DS XL. That they're releasing next year with the tiny uh, right analog nub and... Uh, I cannot wait for that. Uh, RAM it's on par with the Xbox One. <laughs> oh, wow, yeah. yeah right. But anyway, um, uh, yeah, the GameStop Expo is like a small affair, but with all the big publishers, which is kind of crazy. And it's it's in the middle of the week. It was on a Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> but basically, it's mainly for GameStop to hold their investors' meetings, to ha to talk to the uh, main game developers beforehand, and then they have an expo just for one day for the fans. Um, I just went for the general admission of forty dollars to check out. The different booths, but there is like a VIP pass for like a hundred or a hundred and fifty, where you get in like three hours early, 
Ooh. And you have your own VIP lounge where you can chat with uh, game developers and stuff, and then what? He, and you can just uh, freely go from the lounge to there's an escalator that goes straight into the middle of the convention floor. Yeah, try that it, sometime. It was pretty small and low key. Uh, Nintendo was there with Smash Brothers on 3DS and Wii U and Captain Toad, and I finally got to try out the uh, Z- Legend of Zelda Hyrule Warriors, and that was pretty fun. And that, and the lines, of course, were really, really short. There wasn't a there wasn't a big, big crowd of people because it's in the middle of the week, and the only people who know about it are people who shop at GameStop, and they happen to mention it to them, basically. Um, now, there's one thing I'd really like you to I'd really like you to discuss. You said that um, they had a new Sonic Boom 3DS demo that answered a lot of my concerns. Well, yeah, it's a it's a new demo that I think is one of the early demos in the game where you can primarily just play as Sonic throughout the whole level. It's uh, it's yes. a little more linear than linear than what you were playing at E3. It still it still has that maze like to it, but every but you basically are going from point A to point B, and then you can uh, slingshot into a new area. But uh, also, there's little areas near the slingshot where there's some tre- secret treasure you can find. There's areas where you can switch to the characters and find uh, secret treasure through there. So there's exploratory areas, but you could also just go straight through uh, without getting lost. And you can hmm. only play a Sonic if you want to. I think what it is is it's like Sonic Colors where it's before you collect the other characters and you can go back to that level with the other characters but, and find um, extra you, items. You said that they had a, they exp- they expedited how quickly you could switch between characters. Yes, it, like I was like I the interview I was talking to the lead designer back at E3 and I mentioned it might be a good idea to, you know, put put the uh switching the characters on the D-pad instead of having to switch between screens and going to the touch screen. And you can still switch screens and do that, but they also assigned everybody to the D-pad now, just like the Wii U version. Excellent. So they read my preview. <laughs> yeah. Plus, so, I played a little bit of the, you know, uh, Rise of Lyric. There was some slight changes, but only to the uh, Sonic and Amy level. You can now play fully through the uh, underwater toxic waste level, Ooh. and actually go outside. And there's a cutscene that happens outside. I. Uh, I recorded a portion of that and put it on Sonic Stadium. You can see it there. Cool. I gotta watch that. I actually have not been paying attention and to that. And I actually kind of had some fun with that level this time. I mean, this time, hmm. I did, it, there, when you're not doing battles, there's not actually that much fighting going on as much as it is exploring and doing some platforming. There's a now, ton. There's actually a ton of secret rooms in that area for finding hidden items and treasures. And... There were some actually really tricky parts that were kind of cool. Like there's, uh, with like Sonic, you can find a, a secret graining that you could bash in, and then there's a secret room where you can, uh, basically the if you've seen the video demos, there's the blue, there's the blue bright blue buttons which you spring off of, and then there's these big green buttons which you pounce on to open something up. And now, so there's um, one area where, just, where uh, you yes, pounce. Are you the person who's been trying to talk? Uh... Uh, yeah, for like a couple minutes. Okay. Uh, I was going to say, okay, have, so it sounds like with exploration and with um, exploring, they are trying to reward you. Like, you're, you're saying that they have sort of a monetary system? Like, have they? do you have any idea or have they given you any idea what that's playing <laughs> into yet? They haven't really discussed that. They know, we know that's part of what, like, what the Villagers Hub about and like with Cliff 
is that you can like uh, exchange these items for upgrades to your characters and okay. the uh, monetary system. So we don't we don't exactly know what that all is. I wish they'd be more clear about this with you know only two months away. I think they should discuss it. They should go into more detail than I think they've been doing. But anyway, yeah, there's a lot of little extra areas. There's some, there's some, uh, what's called crowns. These are the things that are really hard to find. Like on one point, I had to stomp. I found a hidden room, then I had to stomp on this thing in the middle of the room to uh, open these springs, and then I had to hit the springs and then hit the little stomp pad to open up the crown. <laughs> so there's, so yeah, there's a lot of little hidden tr uh, treasure all, all throughout that level, and a lot of. Of like nice little exploratory areas. How do so the controls feel at this point in development? It the problem is still with combat. Combat still feels like you're button mashing, or you could just hit the your second you know heavy attack, but it doesn't feel like they could do any kind of combos you know in between. And but how about like character movement, uh, platforming? Character that movements stuff. is character fine, movement's uh, fine. With, especially with uh, Amy and uh, Sonic. With Amy. Uh, you, she can triple jump. Uh, she jumps onto. She she's a gymnast basically. She can jump onto these pink ledges, these pink pipes, and there's sometimes the pipes will fall off and you have to jump across. Or sometimes you have a big gap where you have to do a triple jump and like a spin thing. And with Sonic, he uh, he does like he has these blue orbs you find where he could do these homing attacks onto. And then there's areas where there's a ramp and he has to do a spin dash to go up the ramp. But, I mean, thus far, they're feeling like the actual movement system itself is feeling pretty tight. It's not like yeah, a slippery-style Sonic. Um, move, the I movement think, system is I think this, fine the, from what I've played. Sonic Stadium smash, uh, message board gives this game way too much shit. I think yeah. it's an all right. I mean, it's not going to be a spectacular game, but I still think it's going to be an all right, pretty fun game. Uh, the kids I was watching play it were really enjoying the game, actually. And so now you and There's I are on the same page. And in addition to that, Barkman from Sonic Retro pretty much had the same experience at PAX. Yeah, so. and I'm kind of actually starting to agree with uh, what GX told, was saying last time we had the show, which is basically it doesn't have to be the best game as long as it's a you know enough of a quality game that that you know kids and fans would enjoy. Without it, doesn't have to be like AAA or anything. Yeah, now yeah, and I mean I've I've uh, been kind of following it here and there. I don't obviously as much as you guys do, but. I mean, from what I've heard, it sounds like it's at least decent. And it's decent, from what I've heard. Yeah. Um, now, that's good. I mean, a good, decent game is, you know, perfectly satisfactory. Interesting point of fact. Um, what, uh, what, 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 what the, the show that was referenced was the original episode 28 that we recorded back in June that got canned because of poor audio. But essentially, GX had this really long, drawn-out argument with Ben. Well, I forgot it was Ken because And uh, Ben it's actually so played that episode. Ben actually played Sonic Boom as well and he hated it. So you can read that preview on Segabix along with mine and um, you can also <laughs> read Jason's original E3 yeah. thoughts. And on I was Sonic talking to Stadium. Kelly Parker at the Nintendo booth and uh, like I said, both both from what I observed and what she's been watching, the kids really have been enjoying the game quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, like I have played way worse children's licensed games that were buggy, that were that, that were shallow. I mean, this game from what I've played is at least competent. And another thing is, people are 
too close to comparing this to traditional Sonic when this is a brand new Sonic franchise. It's like comparing uh, the movie Batman to Brave and the Bold Batman or something. It's, it's something that's supposed <laughs> to be a little different from each other, you know? It's an it's a new spin-off on the soft Sonic franchise, so there's going to be a lot of differences between yeah, like this, uh, Sonic this Adventure Sonic and traditional Sonic. Well, more or less, I mean, this is supposed to be filler. I mean, this, this is kind of like it also, yeah, from it's Sega also of Japan's perspective, this is the filler game that they have to get the one out the year, and it just it's going to go with the other media push that they want to go to. I mean, effectively, more or less, this is a licensed game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just that the license holder is... No disrespect to the developers, but yeah, it's kind of like right, a... Yeah. Well, I'd say like a high-voltage game. High-voltage, they're not the they're not a AAA developer, but they make Yeah, okay they're a, maybe games. a B-level. <laughs> yeah, well, I, mean, I don't know. Conduit 2 was pretty damn disappointing, all things considered. Uh, the Conduit wanted to... They're, they're I don't know. Right. I've and heard like, things about like, the story of that game. I like Captain America <laughs> Wii, okay, but... Captain America like was say, okay. They make okay stuff. And and no disrespect to Big Red Button or anything, but they're a brand new studio, so I'm not expecting something that's going to be AAA right out the gate from that. Now, as I understand it, you also play Shadow of Mordor, which is a game I've oh. not been following until you yes. mentioned it. Um, <laughs> well, I didn't get to much play this. I got to watch one guy play it for ten minutes who <laughs> wouldn't get oh. off of it. But, oh my god, I was just drooling over that game after watching it. It's basically a combination of, like, uh, the the combat of Batman Arkham Asylum, the stealth and the, what do they call that parkouring of like Assassin's Creed, combined with like Lord of the Rings, and you're basically um, hunting different orcs and different villages, and um, it's interesting because um, if if you get killed by him, that orc or if that orc kills you, he actually ranks up <laughs> and uh, huh. becomes like a captain or something else. Yeah, I heard uh, that there was this um, very the AI intricate... AI is, is really cool because if you kill off a big baddie, all of a sudden all the, all the other orcs that have been attacking you will run from you in fear because they realize what a badass <laughs> you are. <laughs> and in addition to that, there's also a system where if you, say, kick an orc into a fire and he, <laughs> and he, and he gets all burnt up, but you don't kill him, he will actually... He will actually swear vengeance upon you and try to and try to and try to try to uh, get re- get his revenge on you. He'll be like become a become a nemesis of yours. I didn't experience that part, but that sounds pretty. Yeah, cool. well, that's why I read about in the, that's why I heard about in this. Um, I forget if it was IGN. It was some major game. I had to laugh at uh, Sony's goof though, because uh, uh, EA had the kind of table that they normally bring to like comic conventions and packs, and so did Xbox. PlayStation had like a few flags, and then they had fold-out tables with tablecloths and just some HD TVs on t- placed on top. So they went so, they went really low key on that one. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we move on to what um, was let's see. Battlefield the only topic Hardline of sucks. <laughs> I didn't really care for that game. Really, uh, a Battlefield a game of, uh, sucks, huh? <laughs> uh, the Battlefield game. I'm oh, not sorry, but I kept saying Battlefield. Um. I played the Halo 2 uh, multiplayer for the Woo! Master Chief Collection. Lucky I asshole. Had, I got my butt kicked because I'm not used to the old Halo controls. I'm used to the oh, Call I cannot of Duty wait to get controls back to Halo replacing everything. Because I didn't... I forgot oh, yeah. that Halo aim was basically always from the hip. And I didn't really have a run button, so I was trying to figure out, oh, what am I doing? So I got my butt kicked to that. But 
Yeah, 60 <laughs> frames a second, it looks beautiful. Um, oh. What else did I play? I played Fantasia, the Xbox One Kinect game. Where you basically you're playing like a conductor, you're doing the motions of a conductor through both classical and modern and contemporary music. Back in my day, we had one game, Dance Dance Revolution, and we liked it. Yeah, well, yeah, back played, in my day, I, uh, Fantasia was a platformer. Yeah, I, so I, back in my day, uh, Fantasia was a movie. I conducted Night wow, on you're Bald old. Mountain, which was pretty awesome, but I, I ended up it was a harder <laughs> difficulty one than I realized, so I only like two started. But yeah, I enjoyed that one. Too bad it's going to suck in sales because they're selling <laughs> a connectless Xboxes now. Well, yeah. most Xboxes were still sold with the uh, the Kinect so far, I think. I don't know. In any case, um, so yeah, it sounds like you had a fun time. Yeah, I'm I have, glad I've to some games that I, I I didn't. They were very like uh, low key. I under my radar. Then I'm excited about now. Yeah, when is do we know when Shadow of Mordor is coming? Yeah, very soon, September thirtieth. <gasps> Whoa, seriously? Yeah, I only, I only like just really heard about the game like a week ago. <laughs> no, I saw footage of this game about five months ago. I think back in March they showed. Yeah, but I wasn't. Uh, I don't tend always follow this news. Okay, yeah, they showed so it like um, a let's play the developer was doing, and it looked fuck, pretty good fuck. at that time. Now, now I'm drooling over it. The only problem awesome. is it's the game. It has its frame rate uh, un, uncapped, so sometimes it's sixty frames a second, sometimes it's thirty. Hmm. In any case, I just wrapped up this this, this level of Sonic Adventure two, so I'm ready to get to it. <clears throat> so, um, now that we've had our little um, discussion about what games Jason's been playing, <laughs> um, well, let's see how how should I open this? Uh, well, I, I want to start out by talking about um, how, how, what went through our minds when we first played the original Sonic Adventure whenever we first played it. For me, I first played it in a Target, um, in a Target uh, demo kiosk. And I guess what really kind of blew me away about the game was just the color and the kind of the clarity of the graphics. It's like, it's not even really something I consciously thought about at the time, but... Looking, look, looking back on it now, it's just um, I, that's. I guess that's really all that really impressed me. What, 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 what was the uh, clarity of the graphics and just the speed that was on display, and, and all the color and all and the the shun, sun shining down on you and all that stuff. You know, the uh, lens, the lens flare, lens flare. I'd never seen any of that stuff in a game before. It was just, it was pretty neat. Now that's all I really have to say about it. So, uh, who wants to go next? Well, my experience was kind of distant, we'll say. I had only played the GameCube versions of those games. And wow. actually, I still have only <laughs> played the GameCube version. Uh, the Dreamcast was never a thing in my house or my life uh, until the past few years. It just kind of became a situation of, I was big into Pokemon, I was big into uh, Animal Crossing and everything else was nin Nintendo was doing. So you were a Nintendo fanboy. I've always been a Nintendo fan. It's you just, disgust me. But um, it just kind of came to the situation where, hey, in Nintendo Power, they were announcing, hey, Sonic's coming to a Nintendo system. And in a lot of ways, that just kind of blew my mind <laughs> because I, 
I don't want to say I hadn't been following Sonic, but I really hadn't been following Sonic. There really wasn't as much to follow leading up to that, unless you actually were aware of the Dreamcast and what it was doing, and considering how well it actually did, which... I do, it was a little bit hard to do. It just didn't have any cultural zeitgeist. So, so let me get this straight. You, you run a podcast called um, Son- The Spin Dash. You go by the name GX Echidna, but, you never, but your first Sonic experience was on the GameCube. No, my Blasphemy. first Sonic experience my first Sonic experience was on the Genesis. Oh, okay. So you had my a Genesis, first, but you, I guess you just lost my interest first in Sonic after three, that? Well, Technically, my first 3D Sonic experience was also on the Genesis, but... Um, We're not... My, Sonic 3D Blast was not in 3D, so shut up. It, it was 3D enough. Um, it's a 2.5D isometric view. Whatever. <laughs> but more or less, uh, I mean, it was the big deal for me because I was still a Sonic fan. I still liked Sonic. It's ah. just that Sonic was doing this thing over with the Dreamcast, and the Dreamcast didn't have Animal Crossing. The Dreamcast didn't have Luigi's Mansion or Mario or whatever. So that was my first experience is whenever Sonic Adventure 2 came, and it, it was considering that at the time I was, I'm going to say late middle school to early high school, it did kind of blow my mind a little bit. I mean, the game still did not necessarily look up to par with um, the other uh, GameCube titles, but it still looked pretty good for what it was, considering how long I was separated from the franchise. Well, but, yeah. Um, so, and, uh, then, and then after that, Sonic, uh, the, the DX um, Sonic Adventure came out, and uh, the less said about how that looks, the better. But, <laughs> but I, yeah. I enjoyed that enough, but not as much as Sonic Adventure 2. All right, so why did you buy a Dreamcast? Why didn't I drive? No, buy no. A why did you buy a Dreamcast? Why did I buy a Dreamcast? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, because I wanted to play Jet Grind Radio and a few other games, and I was able to find a very good bundle that someone was selling online with a whole bunch of games that I actually wanted to play. Huh? Now, wasn't a Dreamcast uh, pretty much dead at this time? By... At the GameCube release? Well, I mean, at the GameCube release of Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure 2. Yeah, the Dreamcast well, think... uh, had its last game in January of 20... 2002 in America, and the I think, uh, GameCube um, version Sonic came Advent... out in February. Yeah, the, that, it was like within a year, wasn't it? Yeah. Between the two versions? They did the port See? really quickly. But yeah, it's just... It was definitely a very different type of Sonic. I think at the time, I could more equate it to maybe a little bit of what they were doing on the comic side, only from uh, a tone perspective. Hmm. But, uh, I mean, I was in high school. Any story like that would (laughs) really grab me. I I would consider anything that's half-serious really, really good. (laughs) Pretty much my, my thoughts exactly. I got upset in early college because my copy of Shadow the Hedgehog did not have the little beanie cap with it. Really? Really. Okay. Huh. I don't know. It, it, it was what it was at the time. And I was who I was at the time. You're never anyone. <laughs> 
So, um, grief. What 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 was your thirst first thought? When you well, I mean, Adventure? I I without going too much into the whole backstory of it all, I um I was like a solid Nintendo household until I got a PS2. So I didn't have a Dreamcast or a Sega Saturn or the Genesis at the time. I actually have all three of those now, weirdly enough. But <laughs> um, yeah, so I played them on the GameCube, but uh, I did actually get to witness them because my neighbor was solidly a Sega household. So I would kind of go over there and play Sonic. He'd come over and play Mario World and stuff. And <laughs> so when they finally got like the Dreamcast, it was real exciting because it was like, oh, wow, look at this. This is so much better than the N64. It's so yeah. much better than the PS1. And it was like, oh, this is a really cool Sonic game. I see what they're going for. It's kind of like the answer to the Mario 64 thing, except a lot more flashy and has like, you know, dialogue and cutscenes and that sort of thing. And it was... Uh, it was kind of interesting, just because up until that point, you really never think of the mascot franchises as having those kinds of things. Yeah. And, um, I mean, really, Mario still doesn't have dialogue to speak of, but... Like, you could honestly consider that game kind of the prototype to what Sony began to do with their um, mascot-style franchises. Yeah. yeah I, I, mean, I guess and... I can see you calling that a prototype. Sony yeah, did a lot I mean, better. <laughs> I, I would say it did lay a lot of groundwork for those like that genre of game in general and i mean the story-based platformer the yeah. story-based mascot it's... platformer and it was really neat to just kind of see things unfold as they would play through the dreamcast games because i'd kind of watch them and you know just kind of spectate and um there were just some weird things in it and then there's like the chows and the vmus and it's like <laughs> this is so weird compared to i have a rubble pack in my n64 and then finally, you know, you get the GameCube. You you lose some of the uh, you know VMU stuff in that transition, but yeah, it, you got the Game it, Boy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I really enjoyed. I got you know Sonic Adventure Two Battle. Um, that was a really fun experience for me. Sonic Adventure One, eh, you know, I, yeah. I would say it doesn't hold up as well. But I mean, yeah. I mean, you go back to those games, and they're still pretty fun. I enjoy them still for a myriad of reasons. Maybe yeah. some of them aren't quite logical, but. <laughs> So there you go. I'm playing through Crazy Gadget right now, so I think it holds up pretty well for me still. Now, um, Jason, you're probably the only person aside from me who first experienced Sonic Adventure 2 on the Dreamcast in this podcast. But unlike me, you experienced it before it even came out in America. Well, not uh, Sonic Adventure 2. <laughs> Sonic Adventure, I had... Uh, I was so hardcore for uh, Sega and Dreamcast and stuff that I had it actually imported... Yeah, that's what I said. On store Back credit for PNL, yeah. In fact, yeah, I, I think I, at the old. time I only had Virtual Fighter 3 and a demo of Sonic Adventure, and then like a, like a few weeks later, uh, I got the full. I was able to get the full game. So what but, was uh, the, as far yeah. as the demo goes? It was pretty much the same demo that that they were doing elsewhere. You know, um, oh, what the hell's the name of that level right now? It's in Emerald it's Coast. Yeah, yeah, Emerald Coast. Oh yeah. We we have like a whole website for based on Emerald Coast. How do you forget that? <laughs> oh, I forgot that. Oh, I never got that. It just sort of dawned on me now. Oh, wow. Oh my god! Yeah, seriously, that's just wrong. <laughs> I don't think about Sonic Adventure very often. Okay, you know we talk about it as a whole, but I never think about it in its constituent parts. <laughs> that's true. But anyway, right, Emerald um, Coast is one of those levels I'm never going to forget. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I remember the level I, very clearly. I just don't remember the name of it, you know. I still loved it for the most part. I mean, there, 
there are still some like miss misses of course like uh, big the cow is just horrible to get through <laughs> yeah yeah but what was your what were your first thoughts when you played Sonic adventure the demo on your imported oh, I Japanese wait to, to try out more I mean because uh, uh, like there, there wasn't um, really a lot else out there like Sonic adventure back in 1999 no I mean I absolutely uh you know loved it because I uh how could I put this? It was just—it was just like you know, kind of Mario 64ish, but still had its high speed and, you know, the, the homing attack uh, kept everything flowing at a really good pace. And I, I just kept playing that one level like over and over for quite a few times. <laughs> I that reminds me of um back when they used to have like video game kiosks and like Kmart and Sears uh, and what have yeah. you, and it was yeah. always you know. You, you, there's just always that same level you're running from the whale. And I, I used to get a kick out of that because I used to love to sit there and play those games and stuff. But yeah, that, that oh was man, my that brings back some memories. Yeah, that, that was like I play I, I I pretty much played Spyro, um, Crash Bandicoot, Mario 64. <laughs> most, most of these games I only ever actually experienced on the demo kiosks when they were relevant. <laughs> Kids these days are missing out. Let me yeah, tell you. Yeah, with their goddamn. Download services and shit. <laughs> I had a uh, launch PlayStation, and I didn't. I wasn't able to afford any games for it, but they had a they had a demo disc with a ton of different game samples. Oh and yeah! I must have played the hell out of Jumping Flash, the <laughs> one level from Jumping Flash, over and over again. I absolutely love that. I'm I'm kind of sad that they only made two of that series, and then that was it. I thought that was a great series. Can I go on a tangent for just one second? Oh, why the sure. hell not? I like you. <laughs> That reminded me of, like, back in the 90s when they'd have those, like, oh, 500 shareware games on a CD for Windows. <laughs> and um, just, like, two or three weeks ago, I was at Walmart. They had one that was 70,000 freeware games on Oh, a my CD. God. And for starters, I was like, I didn't know they even made those anymore. And then secondly, it's like, 70,000. How many of those an are viruses? Into that. Probably How many most of those of them, are but... viruses in spyware? <laughs> that just reminded me because yeah. of all the demo freeware shareware stuff from the 90s and it's like wow yeah it's like half of them are viruses and the other half are, Maj- are different versions of Mahjong it is and amazing what modern technology okay. can do man <laughs> <laughs> alright oh crap so um now my, now uh the, the first thing I want to discuss is how this both of the Sonic Adventures hold up um not well no. <laughs> now, I think there's two ways we need to approach this. How the individual parks hold up, and how the games as a whole hold up. Because I think, in my opinion, those two, those two, th- those two have different answers to them. Well, so, um, GX Monkey, go first. You like sure. to talk. I do. <laughs> uh, I think, like, the biggest problem with those games right now is just that the engines do feel as old as they do. Uh, it, it just, it's kind of like I did, I described it kind of the prototype of Sony's mascot style games, and in terms of how they feel and how they control, it kind of does feel like it. Sonic is very slippery, he does not have any gradients of movement, he is, he's just either go or stop. And it makes him just a little bit unwieldy whenever you add in the fact that the camera is difficult to manage, and uh, I'd say that the um, 
the level design is still pretty good. I, it gets it's a little bit sparse, but you can kind of forgive that due to the era. Um, I think Sonic Adventure, uh, the original, kind of does more interesting things with level design than Sonic Adventure Two. Sonic mm. Adventure Two is much more of a guided roller coaster experience, but I think yeah, Sonic Adventure yeah. has a lot more variety to it, and mm-hmm. not just because of the characters, but even just the way that the stages are designed. Uh, the the characters themselves just vary so much. It's it's just kind of if you have to take that game as a whole or as the parts, like the characters almost entirely have to be taken as parts hmm. because they honestly just decide whether you will or will not have a good experience <laughs> with that part of the game. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I mean, I've been having fun with Sonic Adventure, the original Sonic Adventure, um, all month. But I had to play Big the Cat for, to to, ca- to capture some footage for uh, for, for, for a video uh, George is working on over at Segabix. Mm-hmm. And I thought, yeah, I'll play this level for about five minutes, and then I'll be done with it. <laughs> five, yeah, five oh, minutes would be yeah, like an A rank. Yeah, um, apparently, I completely <laughs> forgot just how just how freaking frustrating Big the Cat is. That was one of the most frustrating gaming experiences I've had this year as I tried to pick up this giant rock <laughs> and throw it onto a goddamn piece of ice. And I just kept throwing it and missing, throwing it and missing. And then I finally got the goddamn rock through the goddamn piece of ice. And then now you know what I can't do? I can't get my fishing hole, fishing rod into the hole to fish for that goddamn frog who will not take the goddamn bait even when I manage to get that goddamn fishing rod into that goddamn hole. I think you may have some deep-seated issues. I struggled with it for 15 minutes. I I couldn't catch a single goddamn fish, and I just said, fuck it. Fuck it. I mean, (laughs) do we kind of want to split this discussion up by character then? I mean, it's kind of almost like you have to do that. That That said, this is why I actually prefer Sonic Adventure over Sonic Adventure 2, is that kind of frustrating crap, unless I want to see the full ending, that kind of frustrating crap is optional. And if I just want to play as Sonic, or if I just want to play as Tails or Amy, I could do that. Whereas uh, Sonic Adventure 2, I'm forced to play as Rouge and Knuckles and really frustrating uh, well, okay. hunts. See, and I'm I'll give you that. Play. That's a pretty valid There's point. I'm forced really to play difference. as Eggman and Tails in a very mediocre shooting up uh, mech things. I liked Eggman and Tails. <laughs> now, I, I, I'm kind of siding with, three that, with that one. I, th- I think that 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 gameplay is maybe it's fine it's just a little bit slow it's yeah, okay um, but i hate i absolutely hated the knuckles now this is kind of something that i want to discuss later but okay. thanks i want this to come organically i will <laughs> say that yes sonic adventure 2 makes you play through the characters in a specific um in a specific way mm-hmm. but none of those characters are nearly as frustrating to play as Big the Cat. And for me, like, like be, 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 being forced to p- play through some mediocre segments that really, I mean, 
you're going to play through this stuff inside Adventure. You just are, because you want to get to the final boss battle. You want to beat the game. Sooner or later, you're going to have to play through Big. You're going to have to play through Knuckles. You're going to have to play through Aiming. You know, you can't avoid this stuff. But at the very least, in Sonic Adventure 2, it doesn't make you suffer. It doesn't huh. make you want to tear your fingernails out. That game's just, sorry, yeah, that game is still a lot more brisk. And that's what Big the Cat does. I mean, I love Big the Cat as a character because he's so goddamn stupid and pointless <laughs> and really has no place in this franchise. But his gameplay, I'm sorry, I have to be serious for a moment and say, like, that he pretty much single-handedly ruins that, ruins that game in a modern context. For me, Sonic Adventure 2, as, an, as a whole game, it really doesn't hold up at, at all. It's, it's like, like, it's one of those kind of three, 3D games that you can see why it was fun back in the day, but today, too many of the parts just don't work. Now, I still love the Sonic stages in Sonic Adventure. I think they hold up decently. You know, I, th- I think they hold up about as well as a lot of um, platformers from... As, as a lot of good, solid platformers from the late 90s, like um, Crash Bandicoot and Spyro, which, though, those, though, though, of course, those, platform, those platformers, to be fair, were working on... I, I don't know. Hardware. I would say both any Sonic Adventure game, as much as they don't hold up, still hold up better than the first Crash Bandicoot game. Well, Ooh, I have, I've never yeah. actually I've, I've never actually played the first Crash Bandicoot. What? I've played the not not two. Two is great. I, I've I've played the the later. Well, ones. you know what? It's been a long time <laughs> since I played the first Crash, but I love the, the first f- Crash. Well, oh, I ha- I I hated the first Crash when I got it on PSN. It I, is. I think. Oh, <laughs> oh I think yeah. The, that, you know what that. That far away, yeah, that maybe it doesn't hold up after so many years, but I when I originally played it back on the PS one, it was a great game. I it's Sonic I am willing to say and Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure Two were great games both when we first played are the still Dreamcast. better than the first Crash Bandicoot. I think we're hitting on some interesting yeah. territory here you by mentioning the- Crash Bandicoot. I think that a big part of why Sonic Adventure one and two aren't, you know, holding up as well as some of the older games from that era are just that they had a lot of, you know, experimental controls. It was kind of the first foray into 3D and they didn't really know how to make everything fit quite right. And, um, I mean, I think that's a big part of, you know, the shortcomings of both of those games. It's just they didn't have a baseline for comparison. And that's why Sonic Adventure 2 does hold up better, why it does have, you know, solid controls by comparison. Yeah. Because they said, okay, well, here's what worked in the first one, here's what didn't work, let's just stick with what did work and kind of go from there. That's true. Like, how many how many big, sprawling 3D Saturn games were there? There there wasn't really anything comparable, was yeah, there? Yeah, well, the, there were a few things. Like, uh, Croc, the, uh, uh, Croc was uh, uh, one I, I can Croc. think of uh, think of off the top of my head. That one did have control issues, you know, like... If you put push back on the yeah, analog you have to use stick. a Saturn controller. Yeah, control much anything like in that Saturn. Hey, quiet. Era, Saturn has awesome controllers. If, if, if it had a, if it had a, like a wide level that was supposed to be exploratory, the the character usually moved very slow and very awkwardly, so so uh, you'd be able to actually get through the level, or else uh, they had you know. Uh, but um, two, two 3D otherwise. games that controlled very well in the Saturn were Burning Rangers and Panzer Dragoon Saga. 
Yeah. But uh, those I, both I, came out in 1998. But those weren't like <sighs> platformers. They were different kinds well, of controls. Well, Burning Rangers was kind of a platformer. You know what, though? I, if... I don't know a whole lot about, you know, either of those two games, but who made them? Uh, well, Sega. So... Oh, Sega did make Sonic, those? Okay. Sonic Team t- made Burning Rangers to be. And Team Andromeda oh, okay. made, but... uh, made Pastor Dragoon Saga. Pretty much two of Sega's best d- developers made those games. But Burning Rangers is basically tank controls, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's, it's, Res- it's Resident Evil with firefighters, basically. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, what is tank controls exactly? Because I've, I've, I've never actually played the, the old that's Resident if, Evils. That's if you move your character forward by pressing up no matter what the camera angle is. And Are you sure? To turn, to turn oh, right or left, those. you have to stop and then turn right or left and then move forward huh. again. Okay. Uh, Resident less, Evil just, would not well, hold I, up in huh. today's I'll market. Go, in fact, go it's back to pretty that. much not anymore. <laughs> but, uh, but, but more or less, it was one of their first games of this scope. I don't think that they've had anything on that level before. And they, they, the, even, the only other 3D game they had was Nights into Dreams, which... Um, that's that's arguably 3D. Like, no, 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 no. There is 3D actual 3D controls in that. With there, the kids. there is actual 3D, but the you try to avoid that part of the 3D. That, <laughs> yeah, 3D, that part of 3D is, is the punishment. Kind of yeah, but I'm just saying that the kids were essentially an early, an early experimentation in 3D control for Sonic Team. Maybe Here's another point I'll argue. Sonic actually. Jam, the, the whole the whole submenu for Sonic Jam, I guess you could say, is a 3D. Yeah, that came out a year later. That I, 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 that controlled well, as I recall. Anyway, I, the other point I was going to argue is what other characters control like Sonic? Because you're naming, yeah, there's some there's some valid 3D games well, for there's, the Saturn. There's Shadow, there's Knuckles, well, there's no, Tails. No, that's, that's not exactly what I mean. I mean <laughs> I know, in other franchises. Like, yeah, they've made some good games that are in 3D, and they have you know a, a semblance of an idea how they work, but... Sonic moves so much differently than any other video game character that I can think of that it's really kind of hard to wrap your head around some of those things. And I think that's why, you know, they came up with, oh, here's the homing jump, because that's really the only way we can make sure that he hits a target at this point, because he moves so fast and so inaccurately that the homing (laughs) jump kind of becomes necessary after a point. Now, um, hmm. Do do we want to do we still ha- want to discuss any of the any of the specific characters? I, I mean, I that's kind of I, the, one of the big iconic things about that series. I mean, that that is what defines the adventure games is that they do have these differing characters, differing storylines. I, I wouldn't um, really necessarily say that's what defines the adventure games. Just the adventure I games. I really think it does help define well, that. Sonic series. the Hedgehog 2006 also did that. And um, and honestly, and that was our favorite. I will, <laughs> you you Go will listen not to agree. our riffing of it, everyone. And Sonic but, Heroes also kind of did that. I, I think that a, a big part of just the way that Sonic Adventure 1 handled the characters, though, was different compared to really any of the other ones, because I don't know, it seemed like it was more they split everything up and, like, you really didn't get a whole picture of it. I mean, I know that they all kind of do that, but I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just the way it feels now compared to some of the later games. It seemed more, you know, fragmented than what Oh, yeah. I mean, like, Sonic Unleashed just has one straight narrative, and yeah, but I mean, even like Sonic 06 and Sonic Heroes, it was a little bit less fragmented than 
I mean, in Sonic Adventure, there are parts of it that they straight up change the dialogue for the different characters. Uh, my yeah. my yeah. interpretation of that has been kind of these. You're kind of playing the game from that character's perspective, and there's not necess- things don't necessarily match up perfectly in the same way. Mm-hmm. Almost like a, I don't want to like say a, like, like an a char- unreliable narrator, but like if a like, character's uh, telling the story from their point of view. Yeah, so like when Knuckles is fighting Sonic, he beats Sonic, and when... no, it's not even just that. It's I, like I know. I'm, whenever you was... do play as the Big the Cat story, I, I think a lot of the characters' dialogue actually becomes a lot more simple and <laughs> shorter. <laughs> now, I will actually like to start talking about the gameplay. <laughs> and now yeah. I have I have not played T- Amy's gameplay in a long time, so I'm not going to discuss her. I mean, hopefully, one well, of you guys can. I am. No, I, I'm good. actually was actually okay with Amy. Amy's Amy just has transition issues. There's no flow to her movement. She's just it, it's kind of it's kind of weird because she is she has tank controls in a way almost. Yeah. Because you really can't turn her and move her at the same time. She almost has to come to a dead stop in well, her in order for her to change directions. Well, if, if I remember her correctly, she was essentially kind of had Sonic's controls, except she had a very low speed cap. So mm-hmm. she controlled like him, but she moved a lot slower. Yeah, I think I was okay with her because I always just played her straightforward. I would just have her like running away from the robot chasing her most of the time. I didn't really stop for too much. I mean, anytime she, her combat was horrible. Anytime you had to do that, you yeah. had to physically stop and then hit the hammer button. Most of the time I was running full speed. I was, and while running full speed, you could hit the hammer button. She'll do this huge flip in the air. And I <laughs> always enjoyed doing that. But outside of that, um, I just played it like a straightforward, get to the finish line as soon as I can kind of way. And for for that it was okay, but if you had if you had to play where you're stopping to do other stuff, that's where I could see where everything pretty much falls apart. Now, my mm. character of choice in the first adventure has always been Tails. Oh I think uh, yes, I was Tails talk about is Tails. the is by far the most enjoyable character to play as in that game. As mm. much as I love shitting on Tails, he was <laughs> actually he was actually pretty neat in Sonic Adventure. I mean, from his whole coming of age storyline and learning to um, yeah. kind of not rely on Sonic so much to his gameplay, which I don't understand why um, the, sh- the the shooting gameplay from E-102 made it into Sonic Adventure 2, but the mm-hmm. racing gameplay didn't. Because, you know, that was easily the, um, the closest so- so- the original Sonic Adventure really kind of had got, got to having consistent fun between characters. Tails, Tails, like he's a joy to play, and they they, they they use his abilities intelligently by essentially, you know, having having Tails use his abilities to to um get through stages more quickly than Sonic by flying through those through those rings and looking for shortcuts and all that good oh, stuff. Oh, and his flight and his flight feels really good. I would say yeah. it's probably one of the best feeling controls of the game. Yeah, yeah, and. and and, um, yeah, the, the, the flying does feel really good. To me, and, there was always a sense of disappointment that Tails was, you know, a mech pilot in the second one. Although I love mech yeah. pilots, don't get me wrong. And I we love Gundam, but... And, unfortunately, like, he just has not been playable since then, which is such a shame, because you don't well, really get Harris. many 3D... <sighs> I, 
don't really count uh, Sonic yeah, Heroes. Yeah, that's with this that's stuff, really man. hard to count there. I mean, like yeah, I in, in Sonic of Heroes, his control yeah. is really stiff and slow. In Sonic Adventure, he was fast. He was agile. You know, he he moved a lot like Sonic, except he felt I don't know a little lighter on his feet. I guess, mm-hmm. except better, like in all the games. <laughs> and well, one little Sonic feature is being able to play Tails solo. One little feature I really enjoyed in re- in regards to Tails, if I remember correctly. Is that once he stops flying, he he doesn't just drop out of the sky. He'll glide down so you can target and so, and so that you can aim him. And he, I I will say he probably had the best last stage. Yes, and the, the and race- uh, one and the best. Uh, well, one of the best final bosses, aside from maybe Sonic's final boss, which is pretty cool. One of Not the few the unique final, final boss. bosses. <laughs> yeah, Big Big the Cat's final boss was. Did you get awesome. to Big the Cat's final boss? <laughs> I did. I've beaten Big the Cat's storyline twice, but I guess it was not mm. worth it for me this time. <laughs> I uh, I think you kind of can't discuss the Knuckles version separately. Like I, I think you can pretty much talk Knuckles Sonic One, and Sonic Two. Knuckles yeah, here's together. the thing, Will. With Sonic Adventure One, it was actually all right. You you can. Uh, the emerald, where the emerald hunts basically were, um, the the radar would beep and glow when you were near any emerald, any yeah. emerald shard. It so would beep and glow. If you just happen to like land it, and it allowed you to explore the the levels more, explore the big mm-hmm. worlds. They were pretty. The good, levels were more open, less structured. Because yeah, that it, actually it, worked to its benefit. It drove me nuts because it would only be for a specific emerald shard at any time. I could be standing next to an emerald shard and it would do nothing because it wants it would only uh, beep for this particular one you had to get first. That never really bothered me. It it didn't actually bother me either. I nuts. honestly prefer um, the Sonic Adventure 2 version, partially because Knuckles could actually do more things, and most importantly because I thought the levels in Sonic Adventure 2 were a lot more interesting. There were a lot more things to do in it, and they were actually dev- designed for Knuckles. You kind of see this problem with um, the Sonic Adventure ones, where they actually reused a lot of the levels that yeah, which, were designed for Sonic. It was to Sonic. his detriment, really. Well, yeah. I'll, we'll go, I'll go, go into well, that. That's pretty much all of Sonic, Sonic 2006. Like, there was a, there's a level in <laughs> Sonic 2006 that, that's structured, you know, just for Sonic. I think it's one of the forest levels, and you're playing as uh, Rouge the Bat to go meet um, E-123 uh, Omega. Omega. Yeah, Omega. Omega. Just call just him Omega. But, um, and I, you can literally just climb up to the very top of the tree jump, glide, and finish the entire level in like uh, 30 seconds to a minute, I think, because you could, <laughs> could just avoid everything. Mm-hmm. But um, in, re- in regards to Knuckles, bo- in both games, you know, they, ha- they, had- they each had their own qualities. But um, I-, I did like how Sonic Adventure's gameplay was kind of less structured and more open. But on that same note, yeah, um, the the uh, the Sonic Adventure the Sonic Adventure gameplay you know for for Knuckles it feels a lot more rough. The, there's like there's less there's less to the levels. There's there there like there are no special gimmicks or hidden areas or anything that you can access. For me, mm-hmm. it's 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 kind of a situation where the fact that Sonic Adventure 2's ones were were a bit more well designed. Yeah. 
kind of, to me, like negated the problem with the um, emerald radar because there were actually more iconic places where they would put it that you could actually find it. It just became a matter of kind of learning those places and figuring out the different parts of the level It and less about just solely following the the radar. And, and so, like, one of my favorite levels, Knuckles levels, is uh, this level in Sonic Adventure 2 called... Uh, the, the aquifer. I forgot what the full name was called, but it was the aquifer. And it, it was just, it was this kind of really large, sprawling level with, it had sort of all these hidden areas that you, that you could uh, find and... Aquatic and, mine? Uh, aquatic, uh, fuck, yeah, aquatic oh, mine. Yeah. Come on, you gotta remember you that. Take of. a dive <laughs> in aquatic mine. Yeah. Once was a coal pit, but now that, it's that water. Oh my god. I know, I, I can sing quite a bit of... of um, of Pumpkin Hill. <laughs> I was going to say, you Pumpkin Hill was always a stage that I liked. And, you, you know, know now that I'm realize, thinking back on it... I'm starting to realize hmm? the one thing I actually hated about uh, those levels in Sonic Adventure 2 are mainly the Rouge levels more than Knuckles. Rouge's hmm. levels were more frustrating, I will say that. Yeah. Rouge was more compact. Pres- I think Knuckles pr- actually had more open areas. Rouge were less... I would say they were more... They they were smaller, and you had fewer ways to get between each area. What about that outer space level that was ridiculously large? (laughs) I I have really mixed feelings. Knuckles had the big outer space level. I hated that level (laughs) so much. Yeah, on on one hand, they could be really frustrating to get around, but on the other hand, they did have some really cool ideas. Mm -hmm. Albeit, the Sonic stages executed those ideas a bit better, like with the way they messed with gravity and stuff. Yeah. I was going to say, I remember them being really interesting, but also, you know, rather frustrating. It's kind of a situation where I would I would have loved in that game if they took the intricacy they had with the actual design itself, but then made levels around it and not just hide-and-seek missions. Yeah. Like, g- give me something more specific to do. Give me a direction. I- I'd rather... I like the big world that you just made it's just that mm. i don't like what you're asking me to do in it. <laughs> well, what would have been really cool is if they kind of with knuckles and rouge they sort of went with sort of a, Mar- a, a mario galaxy or Mar- mario 3d world kind of approach where you you they kind of they, they give you this big world and then they give you kind of set places to go and set things to do and you have to Get through. Mm-hmm. You, use your special abilities to get through all these obstacles, and with Knuckles, who can glide and climb and dig, that could be really cool and creative. Because you know he's not. And just... it was because they even they did that in the fi- in the final multi character stage of Sonic Adventure Two. Yeah. And his his part was <laughs> actually pretty fun. Yeah, I'm, I always I'm, felt like Knuckles kind of got shafted because his skill set yeah. is really diverse. Knuckles and did think, get shafted. You are completely right there. Fucking shout <laughs> the hedgehog. Well, that, and I mean, I, I don't know. Like, his skill set is so diverse. It would have been kind of interesting to see him do things that weren't just, you know, hide-and-seek treasure hunt. <laughs> I, I would like to, because, you know, in Sonic 1, 2, well, not 1, but 2, 3, Sonic and Knuckles, you know, he can do the Sonic thing. He can run. He's better because he can climb. Why don't you give him a stage where he can Hell, he can bit. run through walls. He doesn't even have to spin dash. That's true. Just bash right through him. 
At the very least, uh, Sonic Advance was able to, that series was able to at least bring him back for a while. Yeah. yeah. Make him relevant for a bit. <laughs> yeah. uh, do we want to switch over to the gun gameplay? Uh, well, it's either that or Big the Cat. I think we I, talked I think... enough about Big the Cat. I talked about Big the Cat, but did you? <laughs> we don't uh, care I... to, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Big, big the cat. I, it's just it, his. I what what was the reasoning Yujinaka gave that that he wants a slow part of the gameplay in order for people to appreciate the environments? Was that the reasoning? <sighs> Something like that. Yeah. He, he then the pro- later the said problem- that he was a mistake. <laughs> I, big is the fun. cat was nothing but a time sink. The it's worst just, kind of time sink. To me, it's not even that part. It's just. The fishing gameplay itself, there's nothing interesting about it. It doesn't feel like there is that much strategy to it. It just kind of feels... it. Even in the context of this big game, it feels very shallow yeah. to non-deterministic almost. I, I mean, th- this is why when I, I was... This is why I thought that I'd only be in the Big the Cat level for five minutes, because... The last time I did Big the Cat, I got through it pretty quickly because I just went in there and caught the frog and that was that. But I just couldn't get anything to bite this time. And the problem is, I think he's another situation where you could probably have him, but if you actually gave him levels instead of this side game play that is not very well developed, then that might actually be a thing because... Do you mean like... Um, Big the Cat who fishes but in a different way, or Big the Cat who's Big the Cat but plays like an actual platforming character? I mean Big the Cat that either has good fishing mechanics or Big the Cat who is this giant huge creature that can beat the crap out of anything and is (laughs) probably the one character that's stronger than Knuckles. True. Yeah, but he's mostly just docile. He doesn't really fight too much. Except in the... Except in Sonic X, where he punches Big Man and uh, punches Big Man, punches Eggman in the nose and breaks his nose. <laughs> yeah, it was in the comic book. It's actually a pretty funny moment because you don't, you did not expect that from Big. I think, I think that the whenever you look at the actual mechanics of the Sonic Adventure Two version, I think mechanically it's better. Mm-hmm. But I think Gamma is a much more interesting thing to control. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Which is really cool. I mean, <laughs> you, you want him to be in that laying down wheel tread version because that, that looked so cool whenever <laughs> he could do that. I, I think that whenever they moved over to the um, new mech version in Sonic Adventure 2... I think what you lost in his agility, they did at least help make up for a little bit in level design. Because the Sonic Adventure 2 ones, level design and what the characters could actually do, their skill sets, were Mm -hmm. much more improved. Um, And I think the the combo system in the, um, the Sonic Adventure 2 one I thought was a lot more interesting because they gave you a lot more opportunities to try to set things up. I mean, there's the there's the um, Eggman level on the aircraft carrier where it's like they're just throwing targets at you, and to get that A rank, you're just like, you're locking on to like 20, 25 
enemies at once and just letting everything explode around you. Ah, uh, my favorite part. Mm-hmm. Well, it also had, like, level design. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I actually did kind of... Uh... Sonic mm-hmm. Adventure had very disconnected level design. It, it, mm-hmm. it, I mean, it was, it was literally, you got to a point in the stage, and then without any transition, it would shove you in another part of the stage. Uh, Emerald, Co- any of the stages had, any of the, especially the Sonic stages, just had a ton of parts like that. Uh, more or less, I just wanted to say, like, I, I, the on- the biggest downfall of the S- Sonic Adventure 2 version of the shooting gameplay was just the, the bosses, because there, there were no good bosses for that version, there were, it, there just were not, and... Gamma had had pretty fun bosses. I think um, his were much more entertaining. It, it was very um, it was very thematically appropriate. Mm-hmm. Whereas with the other ones, I mean, Tails fights Robotnik like twice, but it just you can't lock on to him, or you lock on and it doesn't actually do anything because he's trying to strafe. So you have to hit him. You have to kind of sweep with the weird pea shooter. <laughs> There was one against the Egg Golem, uh, Robotnik versus the Egg Golem, and I think Tails had one as well, but I can't remember what it was. I'm pretty sure Eggman. Fought, I'm pretty sure Eggman fought a gun boss. Yeah, not really much to add. I mean, they do that little Panzer Dragon uh, homing shot stuff, and uh, both of them feel about the same. Like, uh, like um. GX was saying mechanically I think Sonic Adventure 2 does a little bit better job but then you have the character of uh, oh god his name <laughs> just Gamma name. Gamma thank you anyway um, and so when you're playing as a character with those kind of controls it's, it's a little you know different but yeah the any, pretty much any uh, boss levels in that were pretty disappointing especially like when you're playing as Tails fighting Eggman he just shoot him. He's like, "Oh no, oh no, <laughs> oh no!" That's just horrible. Yeah, I mean, I I was thinking about it kind of as you were saying it, and I mean, when I think back about playing through the Sonic levels, those were kind of like my favorite. I always really had a good time, you know, cruising through the levels. They they were well designed. There was challenge to them. You couldn't just hold forward and go. I I think that the Sonic levels still hold up really well. You know, especially. Uh, compared to, you know, modern Sonic levels. Obviously, there's been some progression. They've fine-tuned some things. But, I mean, Sonic, those levels kind of just hit the mark, I think, the best out of all the different play styles. And I think that, really, a lot of the modern stuff kind of still takes its cues from that. For for me, it was a... It's kind of a situation where those, at least in Sonic Adventure 2, those stages don't overstay their while as much as some of the others do. That's a good point. <laughs> and Shadow was even worse. <laughs> Sha- Shadow had... <laughs> I traded in Shadow the Hedgehog less than a month after I bought it. That's how much I hated that game. I still own my original copy, and there was a good chunk of time where I enjoyed it, but there was also a good chunk of time where... You realized I, I don't know. you shouldn't. 
I don't know. I, it, it was another Sonic game, and I was trying to get back into Sonic and enjoying the fact that it was still around. I actually enjoy Sonic 06 more than I do Shadow. That's how, how much I hated that game. I was subjected to both at the same time. Not like, you know, at the exact same time, but over the same 12-hour span. And uh, I, I got to say, Sonic 06 was not the better of the two, but they were both pretty bottom tier at that at Yeah, that point. that's very true. <laughs> yeah, well, that bar is really, really low. So I, the interesting thing about the the Sonic stages, though, is that those are the ones where they put so much effort into making it the spectacle. Mm-hmm. It it, all, it almost it, it's kind of that double edged sword of what we looked at for a long while, where they almost kind of play themselves, but at the same time, you're also doing interesting things. I mean. You're you're gonna get away from the the giant orca, but it's mm-hmm. just a matter it's just a matter of you know it's still kind of cool that he's being chased by this giant orca. Yeah, the set pieces are ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, the the truck you know chasing you through the city like that is the most iconic thing about that game. If you remember <laughs> anything about Sonic Adventure Two, it is the truck. Yeah. Oh, that was a really fun stage. I got to tell you, that yeah, was I one mean, of my favorites. Classic Sonic, uh, he just kept coming and coming no matter what. Now, <laughs> that said, I also think that the stages themselves are pretty inconsistent. Are we, like, um... Son- yeah, Sonic-, Sonic Adventure did try to go for a lot more variety. Like, you had the casino mm-hmm. level, which, yeah. was, which was, like, completely out there. That stage made me so mad just because it was like, this is all Amy Rose's fault. I really just hate her. Hey, kids, watch (laughs) Sonic take a shower for no apparent reason. (laughs) I liked the stage, but I was just so angry at Amy Rose. I don't know why. My my issue is just that, like, it's just kind of the problem that persists with a lot of how that series was for a while. It's just that I like having the pinball. The Mm. pinball's cool. It's just that the pinball physics are terrible <laughs> yeah i i remember in the knight's pinball stage i kept getting like the bonus little sweep through the knight's land thing and i didn't know if i was doing it really well or if i was <laughs> not supposed a... to be doing that well or what i don't know i mean this is kind of nice but is it gonna be over soon <laughs> yeah kinda. the end it's game a of that the... uh level though is pretty cool though because it, well first off it was it was completely silly because you're just trying to get as many rings as you can so that you can create a pie you can create a Scrooge McDuck money pin of rings that are high enough so that you can reach the e- emerald and whenever mm. you go in to press the money to give it your rings the giant mechanical hands basically just grab you and shake them out of you it's <laughs> like yeah it, but i think to like on the other hand though you also had the pyramid stage which it it had some good moments to it but it was a lot more bland than a lot of the other stages in sonic adventure 2 it was frustrating i think um i i think the uh not not the outdoor space station but whenever sonic was inside the arc i hated that one that that stage that one was really surprisingly slow and methodic. I think I'm talking about Crazy Gadget. It has a lot of interesting pieces, but it's just, it's very slow and it's very methodical. Mm-hmm. And there are just a lot of, there are a lot of weird ways to die with that. 
I remember, yeah, like, and there, there was this one jump that I could not, for the life of me, do. And it took me, like, I don't know, a week or something of just trying to get over this one, like, slime pit, whatever they are. Acid slime, whatever. But I was really mad at the game for a while because I could not do that jump. They had so much um, gravity play between that and the final shadow level, and the engine—the engine combined with the camera system, combined with the controls—just could not manage the shift in perspective very well. Yeah. Well, it's like you—you you can't press forward and have him go the way that it would look like he has to go. You kind of have to adjust the way you're pushing the control stick to account for whatever drift he has on this weird gravity surface. Mm-hmm. And then there's times in Shadow where I, I was just going, and then I guess Shadow left the gravity field and mm. flew off into nowhere in time. <laughs> <laughs> and then who can who can forget the final um the final Sonic stage of Sonic Adventure 2. Like, like there, there's a, there's a combination of that stage being really, really cool, but also so, so terrible. <laughs> they, they expect you to, they expect you to have a really strong sense of nuance to his movement, but the engine itself just isn't designed to manage right. that. Mm-hmm. Well, let, let's let's talk about just how they look, because I mean. I, I think I think it's worth mentioning Sonic Adventure Two has some of the some of the cooler motifs mm-hmm. in uh, Sonic stages in yeah. Sonic games. One thing is I think they made a horrible decision doing like motion capture for the cutscenes in Sonic Adventure Two. It was like having like Disney mascots <laughs> going on adventure. Uh, well, it was just weird. Let let let's yeah, be I, honest. <laughs> if let's be honest though, the the animations. In both those games, yeah. <laughs> are garbage. Some of the freaky I was, faces. I was really hoping I wasn't going to be the only one thinking that. Like for as for as cutscenes go, I always thought they were just kind of so bizarrely animated as far as like the character models, and it's like like no one else seemed to think that at the time, and I always thought that, and it was like no one else noticed this. I don't know. It's just kind of for me. It just it, it maybe to me the whole package and presentation is one of the things that just keeps it from holding up the most to me. Yeah. Just my, the thing is like, if you actually look at the story beats, if you actually look at what's going on, I'm going to say, you know what? Sonic adventure and Sonic adventure Two both have pretty cool stories. Yeah. Yeah. But, but the problem is that the an- the animation's so bad, and the the here. Well, okay, <laughs> okay. Here's the thing about the voice acting. I think that the voice actors are kind of giving good performances. Like I think Ryan Drummond is a good Sonic, but mm-hmm. the problem, but it sounds like every single line in the whole thing was recorded in isolation. Like, their yeah. localization of that game is just bad between the writing of it, the the way that they tried to merge the voice acting with the other... It just... It, 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 feels, it feels really, really early 
and, and in some ways I'm, I'm almost tempted to say like earlier than it really has it should be. And may, maybe I'm just kind of losing context, but I'm just kind of thinking, you know, PS2 was right around the corner. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like, I feel like there would be better ways to have done that. And I kind of wish that if they were going to do that and they weren't able to do it as good as they wanted it, that they could have just maybe not had Sonic talk or at mm-hmm. least done it through text or, or, or yeah. something like that. And it would have really changed, I think, everything after that. I, the, the weird thing about the whole thing I mean, when you the weird at, thing about the whole thing is two. just that you go back and look at this now. It's like it does a lot of really interesting things. It took a lot of really, you know, big chances for what it was. And at the time, they seemed really cool. But now, you know, it's 2014 now. We're looking back 15 years ago. And they do not hold up. Yeah. Well, it's a it's... shame, really, because they were, for their time really interesting design choices that hadn't really been done very frequently before. And I think that it was kind of cool that it took a lot of these chances. I, I think ultimately that's kind of the the Sega curse is that yeah. they 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 kind of they, they are sort of forward looking, but the problem is they're forward looking just far just a bit farther than they can actually achieve yeah. well. Whereas mm. whereas Nintendo is very backwards looking, but they refine that element to an art. Yeah. And I, I guess like Microsoft is very good at actually pushing the technology forward rather than just letting it sit. And to some extent, Sony is in the same way, although Sony's interests more lie with uh, like other industries that they're also part of. Yeah. Oh, um, I was just gonna say, like we to bringing up the voice acting uh, earlier. Yeah, you're right. It's vi- it's very it feels very stiff, and very spaced out. Except the, like with in Sonic Two, when they're going, "Huh, you're not good enough to be my." Fa-. I don't think you eat those words. Mm-hmm. I actually got a. If you look at something, and especially in like Sonic Heroes, where if you look something like uh, in Sonic Bloom, Sonic Boom, even during gameplay, their dialogue almost seems quite a, f- a fair amount more natural there's actual you could actually f- hear the voice acting where yeah. as in the other ones it just feels like they're reading off lines to each other separately in different booths I, and i think that kind of brings us back around to that first point where when really besides sonic adventure have there been many instances of voice acting in games up until that point yeah and i think again it sort of comes back to Sega trying to do something that had it had been done a few times, but hadn't really been refined at that point. And I mean, at the time, I think that I thought the voice acting was pretty cool. But again, looking back on it, it's very stilted, very dry, very scripted. I, I tell you what, though, for as much as we're talking about what does not hold up well, I could still play the... Um multiplayer Sonic Shadow Amy Metal Sonic to this day. Yeah, that's actually the reason that I ended up buying Sonic Adventure 2 Battle was because uh, I was over at my friend's house the one day, and he was like, oh, let's try this out. and uh, Because he had a copy, and he wanted to try the multiplayer. And, uh, yeah, that's the reason I went out and bought a copy. And then I really enjoyed the single player as well. So, And they designed it really well because, well... 
I won't say they design it really well, but <laughs> for, to me, it's like, you know what? I like it when games give me an option to shuffle. Like, I, I like I like having the option to just say, you know what? I just want to play a game, like, right now. I'm fine with if you just deciding whatever random thing. <laughs> I mean, it. I don't think it really does help the um, shooting stages because those were just kind of as they were. But at the same time, they also... They also included two giant freaking chow mechs. Ah, yes. <laughs> and, and I mean, and the treasure hunting was okay. It just gives you, it's, it's the treasure hunting. You don't, there really, there really is no interaction between players and that kind of, kind of thing so much. Mm-hmm. But, I can't really uh, talk I, I much guess... about this. I didn't really get the chance uh, to do multiplayer that much in Sonic Adventure 2. Although it does bring up the question, did you guys ever get into chow at all a lot more in one than two and what i don't <laughs> understand is why they never brought them back really except for like little side character things because people actually like that little uh you know bit yeah. of extra gameplay i think yeah. the big problem not problem but i think the big reason why a they exist in the first place and b they never kind of took off is because you know, this game came out, Tamagotchis were still pretty big. It was, you know, 1997, 98 when those came out. And virtual pets were just like a big thing. And I think maybe that's the reason why they were included in the game in the first place. Is they're like, oh, let's just do the fun little virtual pet thing. Have Sonic raise some little friends and stuff. And then when that craze died down, like, it, it crashed. Like, no one has a virtual pet now. No one even cares. So I think that's the reason they never really came back. The yeah, problem is, true. no, they they can't bring them back. Like... It's just that it's a brand that exists now. If they were, if Sega were to design something like that again and make it its own standalone, I think the only way to avoid the the baggage along with that is to just create something new. And I think something new would actually sell better than than approaching Chow. I'm actually going to be the the different one out of the group. Surprise, surprise. I I I didn't really get into Chow and. I got into them so much as I knew I had to do this in order to get emblems mm-hmm. to unlock the final Green Hill Zone stage. But my my issue was always that I know you're talking like there's so much depth to it, but the problem is all that depth is so far on the long-term scale mm-hmm. that the immediate of what I could do with Chow just... There just isn't that much of it. I mean, I, I get that. That That's pretty much why I didn't pay the Chow much mind when I first played the games, because when you walked in there, there just didn't seem to be a whole lot to it, but my nieces, because my nieces stuck with it, I got to see all the cool things you could do with them over the long term. Yeah, Actually, I, I mean, to be honest with you, I, I really wasn't all that into Like, it was kind of fun to play around with them, but because I had watched my neighbors play on the dreamcast and they got to move them over to the vmu it's like i kind of missed out on some of the things that they got to do with their chows and i was like ah, this isn't <laughs> as much fun and i kind of gave up on it huh. my it's just it's just kind of a situation where it is neat that mm-hmm. they give you something to do with all the rings with all the small animals you collect with all the drives that you collect that that part is cool that they let you dump that into uh, a chow garden yeah but to actually accomplish it, to, to, to get a chow raised, it, it requires just this time <laughs> investment that for, for not giving me much to do in the garden, 
but requiring me to spend a lot of time there to actually accomplish something, that that just to me just kind of feels like the failure of the system. Hmm. Okay, uh, guys, you get you guys keep talking. I'm absolutely starving. I'm gonna grab my dinner right now, and then I'll be back in about five to ten minutes. Okay. I don't know. At this point, I think we've kind of talked the actual game design to death. Yeah, yeah I was, um, was kind of done. Well, and pretty much what what we were what we were going to discuss next was where the games were overrated. But I'm not sure we're going to necessarily get a whole lot of um, new discussion out of that. But I I guess I might as well ask it. Um, the, you, what uh, the the problem is like overrated doesn't. Over, it is rated exactly as much as it is rated. Mm-hmm. I mean, people, if people like it, people like it. The problem is that it's just a question of does it hold up? And, and I guess we... Oh, actually, we never quite finished that because I was going to ask you, do, we've discussed the individual parks, but do the, do the kind of the worst of the individual parks keep the whole game from holding up well? Um, I'll take point on this one because I think that it's kind of a weird situation where there's like a half really good pile of things, like really good pile of things yeah. on some of these cases. And then the other half kind of weighs it down. I don't think it holds up very well because of the things that weigh it down. But I think that there are some really good pieces in there. And to say that it's not a good game would be do to do it a fairly big disservice. Cause you know, you know, we complained about a lot of things, but we also praised a lot of them, too. Yeah, so you that, can't just that, say, oh, this game was terrible. That, that's you pretty much how I feel. You can't oh. say that about a lot of Sonic games, though. I mean, there's <laughs> yeah. there's some great moments in the 3D Sonic games, and then there's some pretty much horrible <laughs> moments in there. Yeah, there yeah, are some pretty and, horrible and, Sonic games. And, I mean, but, uh, like Sonic, Sonic, Un- games, Sonic Unleashed, the, I mean, the daytime levels are incredible, they're awesome, but then yeah. you got the Werehog and it drags on way too long. <laughs> I I actually kind of liked a lot of the Werehog stages yeah, that I played I didn't through, really but there were some the that just dragged on but, way. Yeah, some of them yeah. were like twenty, thirty minutes long. Just pissed me the hell yeah. off. <laughs> it's like you blow through a, a, a daytime stage in like four minutes. You're spending thirty minutes on nighttime. I'm like, I don't care that much. <laughs> like if they were balanced fifty fifty, I'd be super happy with this. But for me, for me, the two adventure games kind of stand at. <sighs> kind of stand as you know these these are still pretty playable historical Mm -hmm. pieces yeah like if if you if you want to get a good sense of what the sonic franchise was like at that point in history and kind of where it's coming from from the past until now if Mm -hmm. you want to get the if you really want to get the sense of transition I think that it's still a good choice in doing that, but if you're just recommending it on the grounds of it being a game, there are better choices on today's market. Certainly. Yeah. Now, for for me personally, um, I, I think that in the end, if I had to play Sonic Adventure from the beginning, and you know, I, I had to play Big the Cat, I had to play Amy Rose, I had to play Knuckles. I, I I would really hesitate. I would really hesitate to say that the original Sonic Adventure holds up, Be- mm-hmm. simply because like there's there's just so much there's just so much shit in there that wasn't even that good back then, and now is just it's rougher. It's profoundly rough around the edges. Yeah. yeah. 
there's there's if a core cherry idea. Pick, it's just not refined. Yeah. If I could cherry pick which pieces of Sonic Adventure one I can play, I absolutely. I mean, would. like are, like if yeah. so, if Sonic Adventure were just Sonic Tales, E one hundred two, and I say this as a Knuckles fanboy, and I guess Knuckles, I would definitely I, I'd say take I, I would definitely say it's it's a good game. You know, it it's, it still holds up, mm-hmm. but. But um, with when you throw Big the Cat in there, which yeah, you have like four levels of Big the Cat, but you'll spend maybe a half hour in one of these yeah. levels, which like that 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 like you could you could beat Sonic's Sonic's story in about two and a half hours, <laughs> you, you know. So like, that's well, they're a, they're the same length. You're just getting the same amount of gameplay. That's yeah, I guess, a good point. essentially, yeah. So Big the Cat's <laughs> gameplay equals Sonic's gameplay. Yeah, <laughs> so, they're they're basically the same. You're getting the same amount. But um, and then you have Amy Rose, which I don't remember her being awful. I just don't remember her being particularly good. It's, I don't it's remember not her at all. super I, memorable, no. I was gonna say I don't even remember. I she had some she had some neat stage ideas, like the funhouse stage was really great. Yeah, yeah I forgot about that. You could only interesting ideas. But it's just that she she didn't her controls were very stilted, she mm-hmm. was very slow, and it, and they were trying to create this artificial sense of tension Which... that Really. Just it wasn't achieved. Yeah. Playing through the Sonic stages, I was always so mad at her because it was always her fault. And and when you combine these the Big the Cat and you know these these kind of these ho- horrible to mediocre gameplay segments with the general bugginess of the game, it just it 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 it's just too much, you know. Now I still have a lot of fun with certain with with many parts of it, so. <laughs> my, my feelings probably always going to remain mixed in regards to whether or not it holds up. But mm-hmm. there's a good playlist in there. You just don't want the full album. Yeah, and thankfully, right. once you beat the game, once once you beat the game in like three or four hours, you can like spend the next eight playing that playlist to your heart's content. <laughs> but now, the, now I, you know I, in both ga- in both games, I got the entire A rank. Oh my for God. Uh, Sonic Adventure <laughs> 2. So I did unlock the Green Hill Zone stage. <laughs> and I got uh, not only every single emblem oh my in uh, Sonic Adventure, <laughs> but I also completed every single mission and unlocked every single Game Gear game. What do you mean Game Gear game? Oh, in the GameCube one, they have every single Sonic Game Gear game. Are you talking about like Mega it, Collection? No, no. Um, in no, Sonic, Sonic Adventure, Adventure DX. DX, yeah, they got the, all the Game Gear. Oh games right, yeah, okay. Like they don't. I, I like, forgot about that. Yeah, I that's remember actually that now. the better one because, well, you have to unlock them, which kind of sucks. But right. they actually have literally all of them. They didn't cherry pick like. Uh, Sonic Gems collection did, or any of the other collections, you have literally every Sonic <laughs> Game Gear game on that disc. Awesome! That means you have some of the best Son- Sonic games. Like you Sonic got Triple Tails Trouble. Adventure, Tails Adventure. <laughs> you also oh, have yeah. Tails Sky Patrol. Oh, Good luck Tales with that Sky one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I, 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 I guess I stopped paying attention for a second because <laughs> I, I thought you were still talking about Sonic Adventure uh, too. It kind of, sort of, like, but, um, like, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. Now, in regards to Sonic Adventure Two, 
I do think that the game holds up, simply because everything about it is a lot tighter. You know, the 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 the, the glitches are far less are far less numerous. The the um. Well, let, let's let's stop and wait and define what you mean by hold up. Like like hold up yeah. for who? I okay. Hold up, guys. I guess it still holds up for for me. You know, if someone were okay. to and if I, and I if would someone say were the to Sonic. Say, I'm looking. I'm looking for a uh, a cheap, fun 3D platform where I'd say, "Hey, you know, check out Sonic Adventure 2." I would say that because it it still holds up for me. So that's okay. what I mean by hold up. Okay, because like at this day at this day and age, I just kind of I look at it and I kind of think to myself, you know, if you've played everything, <laughs> then this this is still a viable option, but. If you haven't played, uh, yeah, like I would not all the Mario games, I all the all the Spyro, Crash Bandicoot games, um, well, all the Ratchet say, and Clank don't games, all the, the Sly. Don't say all the Spyro and Crash Bandicoot. Okay, games. all the all the um, Ratchet and Clank and Sly Cooper games. Yeah, like, I, I would that's still better. I would still put those ones over Sonic Adventure Two. I, I would not I would I would not disagree that at, at least I would not disagree with the Mario games aside I from Mario it, Sunshine because I don't like that game. Well, I said it time uh, and time. I, I, to, to I don't like unpopular. Mario Sunshine. <laughs> I don't like Mario Sunshine, and I would still not disagree with that. <laughs> I think every Mario game that I can think of is still better. Well, Mario's Time Machine, uh, Mario. Okay, I mean like don't real be games, not educational man. games. Come on. <laughs> Although I did love Mario is Missing. I played through that like four times. But like for me, Sonic Adventure 2 is still a fun game by modern standards. Like it's not better than Mario Galaxy or mm-hmm. or um, Ratchet and Clank up your arsenal. But it's still fun. And for me, and for me that's enough to say that it holds up. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I still actually prefer Sonic Unleashed over Sonic Adventure 2. I mean, I... I uh, that's, that's fine, I guess. I, I think that's a situation where... The problem is, I can play more of Sonic Adventure 2 without getting frustrated, without mm-hmm. being upset, and I can actually get through a game session of that game in a reasonable amount of time. Yeah. Sonic Unleashed's problem is that the pacing is god-awful. Mm-hmm. And, admittedly, I think it's still... I think parts of Sonic Unleashed are way better, like way, way, way better than Sonic Adventure 2. Yeah. But there's so much of it, there's there's just so much you have to slog through, like getting the medals, I would rather play Big the Cat than have <laughs> to hunt down medals to unlock the next stage. <laughs> well, again, I, I wouldn't that, that, that kind of comes down. Because it just kind of comes down again to is the whole you know, better than the whole of this one. You can't compare the sum of their parts in some cases. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, th- I think I think that Sonic Adventure 2 is still, as a whole product, more recommendable than Sonic Unleashed unless you're willing to put up with some of the design problems with Sonic Unleashed. I but think Sonic Unleashed has Tail a better Sky core. Patrol. Uh, <laughs> that that is the tough question. Let let's let's stack Tail Sky Patrol up against, <laughs> up against Sonic and the Black Knight. See, this isn't the kind of stuff you guys get on the View. This is where we have the hard hitting questions. Yeah. 
Like, um, you know, Knuckles Chaos, Knuckles has, Knuckles' only game is far better than Tails' games. I hope you know. <laughs> well, you're wrong, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're funny, yes, You're hilarious. Um, Jason, are you, have you gotten to get your food yet, or what? Uh, I, yeah, I think it's... It's probably time to wrap it up unless you want to talk about Sonic Shuffle or anything. Well, no, no, we're, we're actually we we actually still have a few other discussion points I want to get to, though. Well, we really only have one big one. True, yeah. but I have divided into a series of subtopics, which we will go through in an, an orally fashion. <laughs> <laughs> because that's For way once. conversations go. Yes, that's exactly how conversations go. Now, um. I did ask this before. I'll ask it again because um, we did kind of. I for, I did. We I did try to move over to the net to this topic a bit too quickly, mm-hmm. but pretty much I want to know the Sonic Adventure games. They were they, they were praised in the two thousands in nineteen ninety nine and two thousand one. You know, by, by and large, critics really liked them. A different era. But then two thousand two, critics pan the shit. Out of Sonic Adventure 2 Battle, which I will personally never quite understand. Because nine months, nine months, and <laughs> like the, 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 the whole opinion of the industry of this game just completely changes. Sonic, and then 2003, Sonic Adventure 2 DX comes out, gets panned, rightly so. <laughs> I, here, I, here, I can probably try to explain part of that. <laughs> I, and I think it's, part of it is just because. And this is the where I'm going to get my dinner. Sorry. Yeah, go. Go away. The, let's, let's be honest. The review process in most big gaming outlets sucks. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a bad process. It's a broken process. I mean... I think it's just a matter yeah, of... Yeah, knuckles. <laughs> hey. I think it's a matter of people experiencing it for the first time. And, I mean, Sonic Adventure 2 leaves a very, very good impression. A yeah. good first impression. But I think the longer you stick with it and the more competition it has around it, it just you you start to see the cracks pretty clearly uh, what, whenever what that thing is released after Luigi's Mansion, after uh, Smash Brothers, after uh, even after like that I, came after Mario Sunshine, right? Uh, I don't think so. What, what, what do you mean? What came after Mario Wait, Sunshine? I don't know. Let me, Sonic let me Adventure 2. Uh, Sonic Adventure 2 came out before Mario Sunshine. Mario yeah, Sunshine was... Before? Mario Sunshine was August 2002. Sonic Adventure 2 Battle was February 2002. I think ultimately... Plus, before that, how often did we actually have cross-generational remakes? Um, <laughs> not, not, not very often. <laughs> not very often. And I think the problem is, like, compared to its contemporaries at the time, even though it was only a year apart, the problem is one of those was on the Dreamcast. And if you were still playing and reviewing the Dreamcast, you know what? You probably were still in Sega's camp. Hmm. Whereas if you were onto the Nintendo thing, you know what? Nintendo still does. Nintendo still is the better game designer. Hmm. So if you're stacking that up against what else was coming out, I mean, it just. It is not as good as some of the other things that were coming out now, at the time. And. I can also see, you know what, this game, the excitement that it bred was simply along the lines of, you know what, Sonic is now on this system. And it was also starting to be the time where we saw 
the big swing culturally against Sonic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, th- I think that's where the culture started to actually hit its critical mass because they didn't have the console anymore. So all that was was just the character. So, so my question is, were the games... It sounds like your answer will be different from what I thought it might be, which is good. Were the games overrated for their time? Well... Were, did they receive too much critical praise? That I don't think... I, honestly, for their time... I mean, now we're getting into Player One podcast territory <laughs> of the big argument... Was Sonic ever good? Fuck you. <laughs> I was like, no, no, Sorry. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I honestly, simplify this, I think. Honestly, I think for the time, for what they were trying to accomplish, yeah, they they were great games. Okay, oh, I, he simplified it. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, I so I think it's just a matter of taking them in the context. But the problem is, almost everything Sega did from the genesis from the Genesis through the Dreamcast was just. It was really good and interesting at the time mm-hmm. because that's just, they were very reflective of the culture. They just did not have the long-term plans as designers. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point, and I think that it sort of brings up maybe why only, what, like a year later, Sonic Adventure 2 Battle was a lot less well-received. And I think it... It really just, you know, the cultural shift after the death of the Dreamcast towards things that were on the PS2, on the Xbox, was just so dramatic that, you know, even in that short amount of time, it just couldn't keep up with what was going on, basically. It, it was just being outclassed by its by everything else. I mean, the PS2 defined that generation of gaming, yeah. and if you look at all the... If you look at the 3D game design that came out at that time, it's just it's just light years ahead of what Sonic Adventure 2 tried to do. And I mean, mm-hmm. d- don't get me wrong, Sonic Adventure 2 tried a lot. <laughs> like th- there was if you look at it, there is so much potential to what that game is and tried to do. It's just that it was a matter of whether or not it could execute on it. And I think ultimately when the remake came out, it just it showed that they really did not execute on it as much as they had hoped, mm-hmm. or as much as we may have hoped it to. I really wouldn't call it a remake. It was really more of a port. Well, what, whatever you want to call but, it. But um, regardless, yeah, I, mean, I, I, I pretty, I pretty much agree. I, I do think that at least some of the praise for both of those games was coming from sort of. It's the Dreamcast's big mascot. It's the AAA title, and so these games did kind of maybe get a little more a, a little more praise than they probably should have, and their flaws were kind of glossed mm-hmm. over a little more than they should have been. Like Big the Cat does not really <laughs> deserve to be in a game that gets a B plus, even in 1999. The weird kind of situation that arises from that is that. You, you kind of wonder if anyone really even just bothered to care about Big the Cat. Because <laughs> I didn't. You, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, I'm thinking back on it. It's like whenever I would watch my friends play, they would always be playing as Sonic, as Tails, you know. I don't remember ever seeing any of my friends even, like, look at, at Big the Cat. Oh, I mean, that, that's what you do whenever you just 
you turn off the lights and you just say, <laughs> "Okay, I got. I want to see the ending of this game. My when friends are gone. gone I don't. I don't need to prove anything to them. <laughs> I don't need to impress them. I'm just. I'm just gonna get through it. I'm just gonna get through it, and then I'm gonna be able to show them. Hey, <laughs> check out Supersonic. <laughs> that's that's pretty much how it was for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um yeah, so I, I do think that maybe they were a a little overrated. But I I think it's more of a situation where I think its ultimate place in history is overrated. Yeah. Like like I think the people who still hold it so high right now, mm-hmm. I think they're building a lot on nostalgia. Yeah, I mean, there, it, there are people play, who prefer this game over Sonic Generations and Sonic Colors, which is just, no. <laughs> no. I, I think that what arises from that uh, is that, What is that? It's my phone. Oh. Hey, he's back. Like, the biggest problem is that these, these were the only Sonic games that actually took a... a we'll, we'll say a serious story. Yeah. Up, up until 06 and Shadow, which tried a serious story and failed Mm -hmm. uh and it's just i think a lot of people especially people in the we'll call it anthropomorphic teenage demographic anthropomorphic loving teenage demographic i think it just just, it really clicked with them at the time because it was trying to be as serious as it was with sonic and I, i think that you're right on that point, and I'll add to that that because it clicked with them, I don't know if it's that they haven't gone back to it recently or if they just kind of choose to ignore it, but they don't really pay any attention to the flaws at all. And, you know, that does not a good review make when you do not pay attention to the flaws. It doesn't. It, but at the same time, though, I mean, every every game experience is never going to be gross. It's just going to be the net. Mm-hmm. What what do you get out of it versus what do you get what what detracts from it? Mm-hmm. Like I I can play bad I can play some games that aren't especially engaging all the time, but it's usually because I get something else out of it. Psychonauts yeah. is not the best platformer. But I'm getting the world out of it. I'm getting the dialogue out of it. I'm getting those other things. The problem is, I just don't think that that story is as... I I think that the story is fine. It's just that I think the way that the story is told is bad. And to put that on a pedestal Mm -hmm. is just kind of naive. Ah, so we're talking about Sonic Adventure's storyline. Yeah, Sonic Adventure's (laughs) storyline was shit. For all intents and purposes. I mean, it, it had its moments... Sonic Adventures? No, Sonic Adventure storyline was pretty good. Okay, I liked I liked the story in both of them. All right, I was I mean, being I was being a little douchebaggy because I thought that <laughs> what what storyline are we talking about now? I, I was just saying I was. That's you were saying you that the way the storyline. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> he was saying that the way that the storyline is being presented wasn't the best way to do that, it. That's that's what I was itself. trying to say, but but but. In hindsight, I think that the people who who hold this game on the biggest pedestal be, because of that and because okay. they enjoyed it when they were teenagers at the time or have mm-hmm. the taste of teenagers now or... 
Like me. Sorry to insult teenagers, but you know I don't hold you in high regard. Hey, hey, when I see the teenagers, I'm always making fun of them, and they always agree that they are really stupid. Yes, but it's uh, yes, just you are. It, um, it has ideas, but yeah, you kind of have to accept, you know what, they didn't get so, all those ideas right. And you can still enjoy it even uh, if they didn't sure get all those ideas right, but it's still, right. if you're going to be able to talk about games in any sense, I think mm. it's worth being yeah. able to acknowledge flaws. Yeah, it's important to be critical. It's just like, you know, if you're if you're working a job, if you cannot take, you know, the critical side of feedback, then you're not going to be a very good employee. You have to be able to look at things objectively and say, okay, it did this pile of stuff really well. It did this pile of stuff really badly. It deserves to be called a pile of stuff at that point. The, but yeah, basically, I think you and I are in agreement on that. Uh, now, I'm going to scoot things right. along before... Oh, oh, darn, he just got back. I was, you just have to have your own podcast. Come I was on. just going to scoot along into, do we really need another? <laughs> so, okay, what, what, are you, what were you plotting behind my back? I just wanted to, to get my control. points out before you had any chance to respond. <sighs> the spin dash will rise again. Okay, uh, well, now you have to summarize your points really, really, really quickly so that the readers no, know. No, because the audience already heard it. I know they it, already I heard it, but God damn it! if you're... Well, you'll get to hear it whenever you, were, you listen to the audio. If you were saying track. something I disagree with, I want to be able to rebuke it. No, I'm going to say something that you disagree with now. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh... The problem with asking if we need another, or if we need wait, Sonic Adventure wait, 3... Wait, did, did we discuss main topic number three with while I was on the phone? Okay. Oh. Uh, well, well, that's... Well, we, I mean, no. Uh, I mean, we've been talking about that the whole freaking time. Yeah, we didn't really follow the show notes all that well. Let's be honest. Yeah, I know, but I, I, I Besides, didn't want to Besides, we're at the, two, on, we're at the two hour mark. I think it is better for the audience if we start wrapping things up. And I'm going to say audience, th- who cares about them? <laughs> and I'm going to say this about the idea of Sonic Adventure 3. And it's going to not you're not going to agree with it, Nux. Um Shigs, you might. Uh Reef, you might. People online, no, you're not going to like this at all. <laughs> well, then I already know what you're going to say cuz I already agree. <laughs> the problem is we've had 3 <laughs> Sonic Adventure 3s. <laughs> Sonic Heroes is Sonic Adventure, basically. <laughs> Sonic Sonic 06 is Sonic Adventure. Shadow the Hedgehog, you know what? Shadow the Hedgehog is kind of Sonic Adventure. <laughs> I don't know if i go that far, but... Yeah, yeah, it is effectively Sonic Adventure 3, except it sucks. Mm-hmm. But, because if you take a look at what the core elements of Sonic Adventure are, it's, it is the storyline, of course, the storyline that's driving the gameplay. It is being able to play as these teams of characters or individual characters that control in different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it is kind of like the crisscrossing storyline. Look at Sonic Heroes. Sonic Heroes has the crisscrossing storyline. It has the team of characters. The characters play different, but you get control of the whole group. And then the characters pass through similar areas and interact with each other as the story goes. So I I would say, you know what, it's not exactly a Sonic Adventure game, but I think that it has enough of the same elements that it is very similar. Um, Shadow the Hedgehog, you know what, 
Shadow Hedgehog still kind of did some interesting ideas with the structure, even though the game itself is is like the problems with heroes magnified. And the way, the tone of it, the way it tells a story, I I would still say it and the fact that it's like a free roaming 3D game. I would say it still falls in line with what the adventure series was trying to do. And I mean, you you cannot argue that Sonic 06 is not an adventure game, even though you're about to try Knuckles. <laughs> I, I was well, going to say. Just didn't, I even get, didn't I guess say that Sonic the Hedgehog 2006 was effectively Sonic Adventure 3? You, you did concede that. Actually. Yeah, but you were going to go against that earlier. No, I was not. You, you have, I mean, let's you be have no here. idea what I was going to say, unfortunately. I, I think we can all agree. I think we can all agree that why the crap would we even bother at this point? It's been, you know, pretty much years. the only value that the Sonic Adventure brand name has anymore is nostalgia. And yeah, Sonic Adventure three is for all intents and purposes unnecessary. Sequels in general in the Sonic franchise are unnecessary beyond mm, nostalgia. I'm not, here's the thing: I'm not, if they tried no. to do a Sonic Adventure three, it would be exactly like what happened with Sonic Adventure 4, I mean, with Sonic 4, Episodes 1 and 2. It cannot live up to the expectations that would be demanded of it in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. I mean... I actually really liked Sonic 4. I I liked it too, but the... But the the but fan no one will agree with the me. fan anger. I, I like I like Sonic Four too. Yeah. I, I mean, it's the problem is everybody's trying. Yeah, to make literally, it... you like Sonic Four episode two. No, I mean, two. <laughs> I mean both of them. I mean, the problem is tr- uh, it doesn't it doesn't live up to, of course, its sequel its name. But as a regular you know two D Sonic game, it's just fine. It's perfectly fine. Perfectly yeah. uh, works. Works well. Hell, hell, hell! In 2010, 2012, it was one of the better Sonic games to come out in yeah. like the last in like the last uh, decade Critics, or so. The biggest, yeah, we reported on that. We were saying it, pretty good things about it. Yeah, pissed all over it because it wasn't, you know, it's the way Sonic Adventure Three and Knuckles was. Yeah. The biggest problem that we're really facing right now with the series and with the very idea of a Sonic Adventure Three is that. A Sonic Adventure game has mm-hmm. scope to it. And you, you, if you just look at Sonic 06 as the case study, they uh, really they really were trying to make something By making really these massive, re- empty environments. <laughs> well, they wanted to, but the problem is they didn't have the money to do it. They didn't have That's the time sure. to do it. They just, they, they just had... Empty ambi- they had ambition without resources. And I mean, if you and look at Sonic Adventure 1 and 2, I'm sorry to cut off your point here. No, go ahead. If you look at them and sort of the pieces of it that are incomplete in that same way, back when Sega was still fairly viable as a company, they put out a, their own console still. I mean, nowadays when they're just their own company trying to do what they can to keep going, I don't think they could devote the resources to making something like a Sonic Adventure 3. Yeah, I I just it, it, look at look at the games that they are releasing now. Look at the level of polish that they need to give to at least to the at least to the graphic design. We'll say. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think I, you can argue, but at the same time, 
I, I'm just going to say, but at the same time, a lot of the level design pieces that they do, they actually do reuse some pieces. Like, they do a lot more recycling than they used to. I'm going to say, oh, no, that's not even true, I think. I, there was a <laughs> lot of recycling in the Sonic Adventure games. Oh, yeah, I mean, Even through Tales Heroes and stuff. Adventures, I, yeah. We're all recycled. I, my issue, I guess, I guess the, ultimately, the problem is they've hit on some formulas that they've actually done well with some consistency. Whereas, mm. whenever they tried the Sonic Adventure formula they had basically three failures in a row. Like, three really... Okay, I like Sonic Heroes. It's still kind of a failure. <laughs> it's just, you can like something without it being good. I think, I think ultimately what we're looking at, though, is that I think Izuka has a different design direction than Naka did. Yeah. Naka, at some point... In his career, Naka decided Sonic needs to be real. So he tried to make him as real as possible. At, to put him in these realistic and... environments to make to make everything big and sprawling and huge. And that he just didn't have the sense of scope. He didn't have... I don't want to say he lost the whimsy, but I think he did with the Sonic franchise. Hmm. Yeah, I could agree with that. I think... I think, uh, let's see, Naka was a better 2D director of the Sonic franchise, but uh, Izuka's definitely was better with the 3D part of the Sonic franchise. I believe he, 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 saw, he, saw, oh, that, I don't know. he saw that character as a cartoon character more than as, you know... Izuka the, was the guy who headed development on Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> well, I think he's gotten quite a bit better over time. Yeah, it takes oh. practice. So, I guess, I think, honestly, though, it's worth mentioning, this, we might be looking at a spiritual Sonic Adventure 3. Like, in the Sonic Boom? On the horizon. Like, Sonic in Boom? Sonic Boom. Story-wise, oh, okay. Well, that Story does have adventure fields and multiple characters. And I thought we decided that Heroes the is the spiritual I've Sonic seen, 3. It looks like it's going to nah, be a Sonic really good 6, story man. to it. I mean, there's... <laughs> No, you know what's this is Sonic Adventure Six. It's like t- time travel and what have you to it. Yeah. Oh, so it's the spiritual sequel to Sonic CD. <laughs> yes, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think I think I think there's elements of Sonic Adventure everywhere we look in the franchise. I think it's just a matter of it not being in the story anymore the way that they the way that they necessarily mm-hmm. design the meta yeah design the framework and Which is i mean probably for the best. when you get right down to it yeah i was going to say it's it's probably better that they're learning these lessons kind of over time and applying them where necessary and ignoring them where not because hey, hmm? hey on the uh, the last the last five or so years of Sonic has been the best that they've been since the Genesis. In as years, I would say. yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely agree with you on that point. And again, I think that's why we really don't need yeah, a you, Sonic Adventure true, three. It, it kind of went away it, from that adventure formula completely. Yeah, for one thing, yeah. 
I, I forget which one of you said it at this point, but for one thing, definitely would not live up to the hype. Yeah. People would destroy it. <laughs> and uh, for no good reason, too. Let's, let's be fair. I, here, here's, here's an idea. I got an idea for you guys. Okay. Let's have this spe- let, let's have this big reveal and what we're going to do is we're just going to have all these silhouettes and then like every day we're going to take off one silhouette and every silhouette we take off will be a character that's in the game <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo I'm still waiting for my Pikachu in a sombrero game if you don't deliver I'm going to be really angry <laughs> Maybe that's one of the alternate outfits yeah. in Smash Brothers. Oh man! So that would be now great. there is more to what to this discussion than just what should there be a Sonic Adventure three? And surprisingly, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm a little surprised that none of us wanted wants a Sonic Adventure three. I thought maybe at least maybe Jason would not no. mind it. But there I is mean, more to Sonic okay. Adventure than Sonic Adventure three. There's also the legacy of this series. And and pretty much, you know, how should and and how um, maybe Sonic Adventure should be acknowledged or utilized going forward. Jason, can I speak on your behalf for a sure. second? <laughs> no, because I I feel like I feel like the way you were interrupting, what you probably want to say is, in theory, you would love another Sonic Adventure game. But you also acknowledge the realities. Well, partially that, and partially, look, we got Sonic Colors, which was just a, uh, you know, a world map in each area with the levels you could select. Gen- generations, the exact same thing. Lost World, big, pretty much the exact same thing. And they are all, uh, well, Lost World can be con- controversial, but they were all quality games, and it's, they were the best games since Adventure. So. And I think I think honestly that's the key word there. They were games. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm not I'm not actually trying to be funny there. I, I'm I'm serious. Like they weren't interactive they were adventures like we get from more modern games. Yeah. It was it was funny because it was true. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but um. But um, personally, like if if they were to na- to announce Sonic Adventure three, I I do admit I would be excited. Simply because, you know, the name Sonic Adventure 3, but at the same time, I would be dreading everything that comes with that. You know, I was going to say, I wouldn't. Cause I the, would be terrified. Well, I, by and large, these days, I kind of just ignore the fanboys, you know. I don't go really go to the message board, so I don't really, have, I don't, I don't really put up with that crap anymore. Yeah. You know, a game is, is what it is. It's going to be what it's going to be. And if, if, if a Sonic Adventure 3 were to... Re- reintroduce the uh, adventure fields if it were to be more of an adventure type game, and, but and if it were and if it were to kind of be more intelligently designed, both in terms of the mm-hmm. Sonic levels and and any non-Sonic levels. So, for instance, no treasure hunting or or um or clunky shooting or 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 a maybe or 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 a buggy so- or buggy Sonic level moments. Um, then you you know I I'd be very happy I'd be happy to have the Child Gardens back, but at the same time I mean yeah it's just not something that the Sonic franchise needs anymore. Mm-hmm. Now what I would personally like to see I'm pretty sure most of you would disagree with me on this either because it's unnecessary or something else. I mm-hmm. would love to see a total remake of the original Sonic Adventure. 
It's, this is something that I've been wanting to see for so long, because with Sonic Adventure, I, I, I feel like there's a really good game under here if they'd only fix all of these design issues. Now, uh, yeah. My problem with that is that Generations exists. But <laughs> Generations, it doesn't play like... It it, it it doesn't it's 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 not a slow it's not it's not sort of one of the slower more platformer focused Sonic games you know and that's kind of something I've been missing for a long time and Lost World kind of scratched that itch but its level design can be so convoluted that it's not something I really like to come back to anymore. <laughs> to me, to me, what what Sonic Generations did was that it understood what made those specific levels special and it took an existing gameplay style and just adapted those special elements to this game to this far more playable gameplay style Mm. and i i've had i can say that if i were to play both right now i would much rather go back to the generations versions of them because i think that the liberties they took made it better. Mm. Just made it more entertaining, just made the experience more enjoyable. And I think part of that is just because I think Sonic is better in 2D. Mm. I, I just, I do think that. Well, I, yeah. I, I don't think you're going to find that. too many people. I don't, I don't think anyone would disagree. I don't, I don't think anyone over the age of 12 would disagree with that. I'm, I mean, but even further, I don't think... I don't think a 3D Sonic exists that beats a 2D Sonic. I think that's just the nature of how he controls well, and how he plays. I, I, from what I've played, I certainly prefer, prefer Sonic Adventure over Sonic Boom uh, for the 3DS. No, I'm not saying everyone beats everyone, but I'm saying conceptually. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think more you're saying which 3D Sonic would be better than Sonic 3. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, no. Yeah, I, I think that the other point that kind of gets raised here with the um, with this discussion at hand is that when you, when you try to release a game that's you know so reliant on the franchise branding of let's say Sonic Adventure, then people are going to go back and play Sonic Adventure, and I kind of wonder if they wouldn't say, "Hey, this game's actually not that good." <laughs> <laughs> It'd be kind of a weird situation there. Well, maybe if well, maybe that would mean that the changes that the a song a hypothetical song adventure remake would make would make would they, they would see as necessary instead of you're ruining the purity of the fr- of this game <laughs> by remo- oh, how can purity. how can you remove those big the cat levels. How can you make Amy Rose's stages more playable? I would just be happy with the Sonic <laughs> Unleashed the remake where they cut the werehog levels in half, and then once they do have, they cut the time in half <laughs> that it takes to finish them. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'd love to just kind of, I'd love to just get a graphical remake that remove that that fixes all the glitches and collision detection issues and frame rate issues. And removes the more unsavory aspects of the okay, actual here's, game. Here's... I think I think in order to do that, though, you would have to completely break that game down and rebuild what it is. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm, say, I'm, not I'm not be... saying that they that they work with no, the original but I'm, game I'm, code. I'm, I'm saying that they saying... do make it from the ground up. But I'm saying like you would have to redesign levels. Like you would have mm. to do straight up reimagining yeah. some of the game design because bits and pieces of that just some of the design choices in that game just don't work in a modern situation mm. but I, I like, get it just that. wouldn't work anymore yeah. yeah 
I would mm. uh, don't get me wrong. If they want to say, "Hey, we're making a brand new Sonic game that retells the story of these ones and uses the same motifs, but it's going to be all new levels. It's going to be based on one of the more modern game design engines yeah. and gameplay styles. I'd be all over that. <laughs> kind of like the new Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> <laughs> so but I, I don't, I don't want another HD remake of these games. Like I, oh, I don't oh. know what that would accomplish. And on that same vein, Gamma is now a blonde woman. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And no, that, Keep in mind, these games have not been remade before. I'm not advocating that they, that they like, I don't know, do what they did with Halo Anniversary and just add a new skin well, to Well, you could say remade with um, Adventure DX to some extent. I really don't don't think you can. I mean, that really is Look kind of a straight-up Dreamcast character models. They, that does, that's not really a remake so much as just kind of... New new character uh, new character models because like the actual <laughs> the actual environments are pretty much exactly the same. You know, at best maybe they make some of the colors darker. They added the whole mission mode. Yeah, but again, that's not really a remake. It's just an enhanced port. It was it's still a game clearly based off of the original code. I was gonna ask um, if yeah. if Sonic 06 actually had like another year's time to be in development to be in an oven. To, you know, be in the oven, so to speak. Do you, uh, do you still think it would be a horrible game, or do you think it would it would actually uh, mesh out a lot better? Well, for I one, I think it <laughs> would need more than just another year in the oven. But and for two, if they did actually take more time with it and remove the parts of the game that didn't work and re- rework design that didn't work, then yeah, sure. It probably it could have. Been have. Fun, <laughs> it also could have just been disastrous in a different way. There's yeah, really no way you can tell. True. I mean, I, I like I, there are there are moments when I can still have some fun with it. Like I kind of enjoy the Sonic train stage. Like there's just oh. something about the train stage that always just kind of felt right for me. Well, don't don't get me wrong. It's actually very easy to have fun in that game. Like whenever I was Shadow and I drove the truck halfway up the loop-de-loop. Then once it got to the top, it fell down to the bottom. Well, at least the physics were there. Oh, my God. <laughs> On the truck. Yeah. But only it, the, fi- the physics it, were there. They just took a while to apply. If you, if you uh, went through a loop-de-loop as Sonic, you could literally walk around it without falling. Yeah. Now, I... I do. I, I'm a little disappointed that we that we did gloss over that they did kind of gloss over the comparing and contrasting of the Sonic Adventure games. No, we, no, we, we freaking talked about well, them when we talked about the more, characters. There was more that I, that, that I wanted to say specifically well, in regards God's to sake, level it's design. It's been like two and a half hours, dude. Come on. All right, all right. If you guys are tired, I mean, I know, I know, Jason. I know Jason needs his beauty sleep and everything. Up with. Like I, I think what he's trying. I think <laughs> what Nux is trying to do here is just he's going to basically take this audio and submit it as his college thesis. <laughs> oh well, in that case, hi college yeah, board. I do hate to say that you guys Don't aren't doing him. a lot of the work for me, I, and I appreciate that. <laughs> Can I at least just say that? Well, no. Hey, <laughs> who's the host here? <laughs> um, I don't know, Reef. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, you're hosting? Oh my god. Apparently. Wow, dude. I've been doing your work for you. GX has been doing your work for you. you why why have you been so gosh darn lazy? 
Because it's like I'm treating you like interns. That's how it works, right? Yes. And now, it's not us who's preventing <laughs> Knuckles from ta- ta- getting to his point. It is himself. <laughs> uh. Yeah. I don't know. In the end, like, I've been playing both of the Sonic Adventure games, you know, obviously. And I feel like I can definitively say that even though that both games have kind of do different things better, Sonic Adventure 2 is overall the better game. Oh yeah, it's the more I, playable I can agree game. With that. It's, well, yeah. Sonic is more playable. I, I I do think the level design overall is better. I, mm-hmm. I the main issue I have with Sonic Adventure 2's level design is that it is claustrophobic. You know, it's very tight. As you said earlier, it's very tight, focused, and roller coastery. <laughs> whereas Sonic Adventure is, is a more open platformer. But because it's more open, the game the game has a lot of issues with frame rate and and the design. Feels a lot feels a lot looser, and it's it, just it's kind of aimless. Yeah, it's aimless. It's it, it um, and when you put on top of the back, on top of that, the fact that it's a lot simpler, it's just it's a much more simplistic kind of game. Now, one thing that Sonic Adventure does do much better than Sonic Adventure Two is the storyline, mostly and the music. Ah. The yes. stage music is much better yes. than Sonic Adventure. Yes. Um, now, yeah. the character themes, let's just throw all of those out the window. <laughs> but the stage music in Pumpkin Sonic Adventure. GX? I oh, I the... love Pumpkin Hill. I just don't love it for any of the right reasons. Oh, yeah. I am the Eggman. <laughs> it's what I Won't am. let it get to me. I'm just going to creep down Pumpkin Hill. <laughs> oh, excuse me, sorry. Know that it's there. I um, but yeah, um, Sonic Adventure. Like, I I like how each character has their own story, their own their own character arc. This is the this is like one of the only. This is like not the only. Sorry, no. But this is the first platformer that I played where there was actual character development. And when I was like twelve or thirteen, I thought that was so freaking cool that like <laughs> Tails had a character arc. E one o two had this like really a very. E-102, I think, like, did have a really good storyline, like, just, just by the standards of what makes a good story. Oh, he had E-102 the best. E-102 easily had the, has the best plot of any game, of any, of, of any Sonic character in a Sonic game. And, um, and then, of course, we had Big the Cat, which is just incredibly innocuous, but overall it was just nice that we could see the, the, this, this story and this game through, through the eyes of, of each of these characters and it's something that really no other no other platforming game has done that I can think of um, unless what, maybe well I guess Ratchet and Clank did kind of have um, Clank and Ratchet having their own storylines but still I, I think that th- that's a tough thing to say I'd say it's one of the first that absolutely did but with the with the indie scene developing as it is and getting bigger yeah, as mm-hmm. it is, I, I think that that's not as strong of a claim that you can make anymore. True, because there are so many out there. It's pro- I'm sure there's millions of games I missed. Yeah, but um, but but that's really where Sonic Adventure Two. Sonic Adventure is a lot better than Sonic Adventure Two. Sonic Adventure Two, it can be really hammy. You know, like I mean, both were hammy. <laughs> but I feel like I don't know. Sonic Adventure two, the original Sonic Adventure was authentic. Uh, yeah, that's the that's the exact word I was thinking of. Authentic. Homespun. I don't 
don't know. Do you do you feel uh, that I, 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 think I, was, dark, I think I was going to say honest, but authentic. Making a character works. dark by having uh, a little girl that he was fond of mur <laughs> brutally murdered, <laughs> machine gunned down in front of her eyes was uh, overkill. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, I think I think the to call storyline, as poorly as it was told, is still is still. Better backstory oh, yeah. than the um, and what than and what's Maria. nice is that it does subtly give you kind of more more it does subtly flesh out science world as a whole, mm -hmm. whereas Sonic Adventure Two kind of just felt sort of removed from the history of from the history of the world and the characters. Like we got we got to learn all about sort of the history of Angel Island and. And and knuckles and the chaos emeralds, all this. You got uh, tails meeting Sonic. Yeah, yeah. for the first time <laughs> you had that. And Sonic Adventure Two, it's all of, it's pretty much all about Shadow the Hedgehog. Yeah, you yeah. know Sonic's backstory doesn't figure into it. Eggman's backstory barely figures into it, despite the fact that his his grandfather was one of the main antagonists. It, that, that game is all about Shadow. It, yeah. it, it literally is all about Shadow. So if you don't buy into who Shadow is and what he stands for, then it, it's it's not as charming. It's not as important. And, and Sonic Adventure also had a, a certain amount of whimsy to it. It didn't take itself quite as seriously. Whereas Sonic Adventure 2, I think, was really trying to play itself off as a really dark and brooding game. Well, okay, no, that's not completely true. But it did do it a lot more often than, than Sonic Adventure did. Shadow is just a dark and brooding person. Yeah. So. I mean, like, Sonic, yeah, he, so, the Sonic, the Sonic and his friends were still generally cheery and happy, but you know, Shadow the Hedgehog, and th not so much. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Sonic Adventure. So uh, unless anyone is going to disagree with me and say and say that Sonic Adventure was better, Jason. Sonic World Adventure. Jason. Sonic World Adventure. There you go. <laughs> Sonic Rush Adventure. <laughs> Jason, uh, no, that's are you going to say anything? I'm, I'm done. I, I just want this to rush, <laughs> hurry up, and finish up because I'm all finished. <sighs> <sighs> okay. Well, um, I, I guess that's it. Uh, I'm really happy that you guys. Uh, took some time out of your I'm busy, busy schedules to come talk to me busy. and Jason. <laughs> come talk to me and Jason. Um, and uh, hopefully this is the start of a more cons of a more consistently released Sonic Talk show. <laughs> Maybe we'll use this format more often and not focus so much on news. Until you're the editor, you don't get to make that claim. <laughs> what, what, uh, what, what claim did, did uh, what? <laughs> Until you are a podcast editor, you don't yeah, get really. to make any claims over schedule. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just saying, hopefully we can do it a little more often than once every three months. Yeah, well, you're the one <laughs> who wanted that, it that, once this a month. be a side to that. And then, and then you know, every time I was like, yeah, oh, but hey, time for Sonic Talk, can we do one? Or you're like, oh, I just don't want to I'm, I'm not. I'm not blaming anybody here. You can't even blame me, so don't even try. <laughs> I had, I had I'm not blaming anybody zones. here. I ended up uh, making Sonic Boomcast now for Sonic Stadium. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm hoping that, that we can do it more free frequently now that, you know, I'm feeling pretty happy about this show. But hmm. uh, speaking of more frequent Sonic podcasts... Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, I push am your about, thing. <laughs> I am... Ugh. I am about 
I'm gonna say 50 to 75% through the design and getting ready for launch of <laughs> NeverShutUp.com. Oh, I cannot wait for this. <laughs> uh, it is going to be your ultimate multimedia hub for various podcasts and shows and comics and junk. Uh, Horsepower will also be featured on there. Um, the Spin Dash will be returning to there in a more abbreviated but hopefully more consistent form. Horses and hedgehogs? Can't get more ultimate than that, man. Uh, as well wait. as some new shows, in which I'm actually hoping to have some of the Sega Bits crew one on. One Piece! One Piece! We're going to do a One Piece show? Yeah! <laughs> so I'm not being roped into that, but I guess why not? Well, I, I think you'll oh. like it, Reef. I think, even though it's a really long freaking shonen, I think you'll like it. I think if yeah, I mean, being broken down into digestible chunks. I, I'm not a, I'm, I'm not usually a big fan of shonen, but One Piece kicks some serious ass. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's better than Hunter X Hunter, George. And of how course, I say that. You, I've never seen Hunter X Hunter. How far are you into One Piece? <laughs> me? Yeah. Are you talking to me? Yeah. Oh, let's I'm see. caught up. I'm at th- episode 336. Oh, okay. I'm way behind. I'm. <laughs> I'm at wherever the um, English English dub is up to, and That's I'm just going. Then I'm what? also at 336. I used I used to be way ahead of GX because for years I, uh, I I I watched fan subs because four well, kids was shit. Um, I but actually just started watching nice that regularly <laughs> last month. I got I got like this <laughs> this started doing the uh, <laughs> the uh, triple mangas I guess where they they have mangas that are three volumes thick but for, like, the price of one volume. Um, right, So right. I got the first volume, and then I noticed it was on Hulu Plus, and after I read the volume, I'm like, well, I could buy another issue, or I could just watch it on Hulu Plus. So that's what I've been doing, and I think I'm up to, like, episode 55, 58, around there. Uh, dude, you you picked a perfect time to start watching, because it looks like Funimation's going to start releasing those DVDs regularly again. <laughs> but um, spe- speaking of shows and series on Never Shut Up, uh, Reef, I think you'll have something to plug on there. Ah, yes, yes. The uh, the quote site, which is actually a uh, long-running project of mine where I just write down the stupid things that my friends say. <laughs> and uh, it actually has an associated book that I've put out on Amazon.com called The Quote Book, An Honest Portrayal of Useless People. <laughs> And it is, as someone who is both in it and has read it and has reviewed it, uh, it is very funny and well-priced. Yeah. For how funny it is. And uh. you can get it with prime shipping. All right, now, Jason, uh, you do have a thing to push, so I want you to push it now. Uh, what's the thing I have to push? The Sonic oh, Boomcast. Mention, mention it. <laughs> yeah, and that's on Sonic Mention Stadium. it more. Uh, it stars me and most of the... Uh, g- gang from Sonic Revolution or whoever I can uh, muster up at a moment's notice. That's the one thing handy about that show <laughs> is I have a lot of friends where I can just say, hey, uh, you want to do a podcast right now? And they're like, yeah, okay, we're going to go ahead and do that. And and uh, um, two major distinctions between that Christian show and this Gauss one. I'm the uh, second uh, in chair because he knows how to record the entire podcast without everybody having to go on to... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go on to Audacity, and it still comes out pretty good. And uh, t- two major distinctions between that show and this that, one. Firstly, I am not on that which show. Which is what, what makes it a better show. At all. <laughs> <laughs> and secondly, Jason. Yeah, secondly, it's Shots all fired. about Sonic Boom, not regular Sonic. So that's why it's only a monthly podcast as well. 
Uh, I actually made the mistake of trying to drag out the last uh, episode to like an hour, but really we were done with the discussion with, on the main topics within a half hour, and I think that's uh, what the format's going to go from from now on. It's just like a half hour show. I think that so fits in because you we want... don't have a lot of info on you know Sonic Boom. The cartoon's not out yet. The video games are not out yet. Um, I will say yeah, by the time though. we do the next episode, I, I'm already working on it. I, I will have at least one special guest. I'm not sure who that's going to be. Just yet, I'm going to be emailing Kelly about that. I'll tell you, though, the the closer that we're getting to that cartoon, the more and more excited I'm getting about it. I actually completely forgot uh, about bad it. Bad news for Europe. <laughs> I heard it got delayed till 2015 for the cartoon itself. That's okay. I'm sure they'll just watch... Uh... Well, the cartoon itself is out in the torn. U.S. this yeah, year, it's, right? Yeah, it's October, it's actually. It's supposed to be October. There's, Next there's, month? Uh, well, there's no uh, scheduled release date yet, but people are sus- uh, okay. suspecting October. It makes the most I sense. I thought that they, ha- that they confirmed October. Uh, you have to really have awareness of so- what the Sonic Boom the franchise before you go and, you know, make a... Uh, before you uh, put out a video game. Release yeah, a exactly. video game. So that... You know, kids who well, are apparently won't matter for Europe. not that familiar with Sonic or, or what exactly Sonic Boom is will know. What is what a, a Sonic? What a Sonic Boom is. <laughs> Sonic, a Sonic is a sound wave that perpetrates through the air and is interpreted by your ears it, via electrical signals into your reef, brain. Reef, sound. reef, yes. reef, shut up. I don't care. Okay, <laughs> I was done anyway, so... <laughs> But uh, let's see. Weird, weird thing about being about it being delayed in Europe is that it's from France. So okay. Yep. Anyway, um, according to Wikipedia, the most reliable source in, on the internet, the series will be broadcast by Cartoon Network in North America in October 2014. So I well, then again, the toys. And according to my Big the Cat figure, his pinky is sticking up. <laughs> is, I, according to some mind. toy retailers, All right, the toys now. are supposed to be out in August, and they haven't. Uh, I haven't seen anybody with them yet. Now, I would like to just push something of my own really quickly. Meanwhile, Star Wars... I am... I am writing uh, Sonic... I I am writing a bunch of um, Dreamcast-related articles on Segabix. Go read them, or else I will hate you for the rest of your life. So, yeah, thank you. Yeah, but let's be honest, you'll hate them anyway. Yeah. But they don't have to know that, GX. Shut up. That's true. That's true, you're ruining (laughs) it for everyone. This is why I hate you, GX. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, just call me Mr. Red Pill. I'll tell you Mr. Red Pill, all right. All right, so thank you guys. This was an awesome podcast. I think and this is one of our best. And thank you, GX, for reminding me to... Uh, yeah, this is definitely one of Take our best. Red Pill? I think that the... Uh, I think that this and I pray to God format... Shut up, GX. <laughs> yeah, I have been. But uh, I think this new format, Shut Up, GX, has been the our best so far. So hopefully you guys enjoy it. The one where I say good, important, insightful things. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah. hey, I've been wanting you will to keep do, saying. ever since the start, I've been wanting to do, like, a main topic outside of uh, news and uh, that, but we really yeah, never but did I, that. We always, this, we always this did is removing Nor- playing, news entirely. News, then comic talk, and then would, that would be it. But I always got kind of bored when, when, when it came to the game discussion. Pro- I think the problem is, uh, <laughs> is once you get done with all but, that, um, there's not really any... Uh, time or you don't really want to do a main topic after that you want to just you know finish it, wrap it up 
Yeah, and we should be wrapping up right now. Yeah, really. <laughs> I'm trying to wrap up. Okay, so everyone's pushed everything that they want to push, right? Yeah, let's right? turn yeah. it to the okay, PlayStation everybody, Go away. Get off my laptop. Um, thank you for listening, uh, audience. Thank you for being here to talk. Yes. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Much appreciated. Except for all the parts where I don't appreciate it. No, yeah, I had a lot of fun, actually. I it's been a very long time it. since I've been on a podcast, <laughs> and it was a uh, good time. Thank you. You're welcome. I, uh, I, uh, Pleasure t- having you. <laughs> Why, thank you. And I say you're welcome uh, without any humility whatsoever. <laughs> so, uh, good seeing you guys. I'm going to stop recording now. Uh, goodbye. Alrighty. Bye. Okay, peace. Bye. Awesome.